0: Hey X. Hey. Are you having, connect- are you having connection issues? It said that you were. It was, it was glitching, but now it seems to be working. Like it would not um, let me open the space back up if I if minimize it or add anybody. Is it your real birthday or your birthday of being exellentic?
1: No, it's my real birthday.
0: Well, happy real it's my, birthday my my issue. government birthday. Hey, you government birthday. How <laughs> Uh, you don't have to reveal too much. It's PPI, but I hope it's a good one and a big one.
1: It's I don't know what PPI is.
0: Personally, identif- or PII, personally identifiable information.
1: Oh, got it. Well, yeah, I've, I've just P, P, I, it's out there.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> it's cool,
1: though. Apparently, Facebook's told everybody too.
2: Oh, here I thought I could trust Facebook with my with my closest secrets.
0: Oh yeah, no. I put a fake birthday into everything. Mm. I have a, I have a Starbucks name and a Starbucks like kind of a, a a birthday I give out. Like it's always the same birthday, but it's not like my birthday.
2: Got it. Yeah, no. I've I've, uh, I've had people figure out stuff and post it in various places. So I figure if people want
1: to find out that badly, it's it's not hard. <laughs> yeah. All right. But if anybody
2: uh, would like to speak, feel free to uh, request. I guess I can invite if anybody wants to. Um, but
1: otherwise, thanks for coming. I don't know if you guys have all seen seen all the excitement today with Doctor Demers on uh, on TikTok. This has been has been the most hilarious birthday I've had in in probably years. I was laughing hysterically all day. It was great. <laughs> She is actually a doctor, then. She's literally, yeah, she's definitely a doctor. Uh, like, her, her, her story checks out. Uh, she's at Boston uh, Boston University, and she, she docs herself. I wasn't going to share all that specific information, but she had a whole video where she's like, here's my CB, here's everything I've done since, like, undergrad. Spread across two videos. She's just unbelievable, I
0: mean. <laughs> Is she a medical doctor?
1: No. No, thank God. And I, I checked to make sure that she's not a clinical psychologist, too. So she is a, a PhD developmental psychologist. She does, like, research, I've... number cruncher.
0: Oh, okay. I, I figured her supporting. I'm almost an associate professor. Well, that doesn't sound that prestigious. It's <laughs> <I'm almost> a... <laughs> so, okay. Well, I, I thought perhaps she just, you know, does grunt work, you know, making sure it's things are not misspelled and syntax errors and written materials and stuff so I'll, I'm gonna shut up people actually want to speak no, I, I'm, I just wanted to make sure you weren't glitching no it's fine and she she
1: apparently does some kind of uh, thing where she, she I, I assume she she helps other researchers crunch their numbers uh, have being being um, related by marriage to a to a, um, a person who got their PhD in in a similar field well also in psychology but a different branch of it and then to, postdoc uh for most of my, my high school and, and college years um and then I got to watch his, his exciting job search and the stuff that he did for work. Um do you want to see something I stand
2: with Amber Heard? Do you see your hands up Happy birthday. Thank you. I did see I did see the videos. Yeah you did? I did. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're so funny. <laughs> i I enjoyed it
1: then her, her account's all privated now
2: yeah
1: I wonder what that's about. <laughs> I'm sure it's a coincidence just like just like she she totally um uh didn't didn't mean to private that one video that's going viral that that was also a coincidence. She meant to private a different one
3: <laughs> uh, okay that explains a lot
1: <laughs> she has no theory of mind. <laughs> Her hand was caught in the cookie jar hard, and, and she doesn't know how it got there. <laughs> yeah. Just not. Nope. Some, someone, someone broke in and, and made it made her put it in. Yeah. She hasn't eaten any either. It's
2: ch- the chocolate, she fell on the chocolate, and that's how it's on her face. Cool, cool. So yeah.
1: Otherwise, I just I came home from work. I I got made some uh, some some meat and rice and carrot bag of bag of pre seasoned carrots from Trader Joe's
2: for dinner. It's,
3: it's been oh, a good I went to day. Joe's today too. It's been a good day. I can't believe. Yeah, I went to Trader Joe's too today.
2: How funny. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well,
0: I did too. And I I just, I got with there a couple of hours ago, and I got my favorite um, cauliflower gnocchi, which I think are delicious. All my favorite uh, frozen, little frozen meals. A lot of cauliflower and things at Trader Joe's. Got my smoked salmon. I got my usual good stuff.
2: I, I don't know how it's so good. It's so good and so affordable. The Trader uh, Joe's out here. It is.
0: It's not um all the most healthy things. It's full of a lot of preservatives, Mm. but it's still easy. It just goes shot. It's really perfect for frozen (laughs) single serving meals for single people.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly where I'm at. You know, I'm I'm, all, all of those, all those men for, for the last 15 years warned me I was going to end up like in my mid thirties, like single with
2: two cats. And that's exactly what's happened. And I'm fine with it. It's, it's actually great. Um,
1: G, G, J to your hands is up. Would you like to say
2: something?
5: Yeah, no, uh, well, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I saw just on the threads, the clips from that, uh, crazy woman. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's kind of, uh, an epitome of the anti-parsimony of the ideology, if you know what I'm getting at, where they just have to compound uh, you know, nonsense, uh assumption after nonsense assumption rather than you know just admit the most obvious <laughs> thing that goes against them. so yeah it's it, it exemplified that aspect of it for sure in a very hilarious way
6: so that's just what i wanted to say
1: yeah i got the impression that she's been comfortable like at every stage of the process
5: yeah and just uh and while being completely oblivious to how you know it, like all the internal contradictions and everything it's uh it's great to see and that's what you have to do You just you just have to surrender yourself to uh to, to the ideology it's very uh yeah yeah
1: or else very, everyone you know, is so saying, or else? no i'm
5: just saying or else it just falls apart you know like you, you just uh yeah, just <laughs> surrender all your critical thinking and just uh repeat uh the next idea without thinking about how it uh, conflicts with everything else you've uh, heard before.
1: It's, Literally, it's I just I just asked her, like, does a develop, like, if gender develops and it develops at a particular age, does a child with a developmental delay have a delayed development of that? And she, she, just, she just couldn't answer. She's like, well, which developmental delay do you mean? <laughs>
5: Yeah, exactly. It's,
1: uh... Your question is too broad; it's unanswerable. <laughs>
5: yeah. And the thing is, is that like the 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 assumption that that you know explains everything. So sorry, sorry, the uh, interpretation of what's going on that explains everything is that people. So it's like exactly you said. Like people don't have a gender identity. There are some people who develop a coping mechanism that could be described as you know. A cross gender persona, but other than that, it's uh, that's all there is to it, you know. You're normal, uh, if you don't have that, you're normal, but anyway. Oh, no, I see you are in a trance,
2: has yeah, as I was hand- to go up, so, you're yeah. in a trance. Did you have a, a question? You're in a trance.
7: Oh, hi, X. I just wanted to say uh, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, and I I was just so blown away by that doctor. It just, I couldn't believe the arrogance, um, the way she came across, how condescending. Uh, it just blew me away. Uh, but then it, actually when I think about the people who follow gender ideology, it wasn't that surprising. <laughs> it was shocking. But, um, yeah, and the fact that she just didn't want to answer the question, she just went out of her way to do everything uh, not to answer the question uh, to discredit you to threaten you to try and uh, threaten you professionally it was just absolutely gross like oh, yeah absolutely.
5: the humiliation is yeah. the point it's of like, the ideology in a sense like uh, yeah, definitely. yeah if you're incred- like uh, incredulous it, it's it's just a way to for them to either force people to believe things that like are impossible to believe which you know makes them like their slaves, their credulous slaves in a sense or if you're just incredulous you just can't uh, you, you're just not worth their time so it's like yeah the, the stupidity is is in a way the point but
1: a yeah. yeah. way, way of sorting by lack of critical thinking so that you can get power networks that are composed of followers yeah,
5: yeah. essentially
7: it just shows you how superficial the arguments are that they'll just go to any length not to answer because it's like innately they know how how sort of shallow their arguments are, but they it's it's just mind blowing
1: <laughs> yeah, was, I asked a question that, that there's no established like standard answer for 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 ideologues who wanted to remain in good standing so so it was it was. It was like I asked her to denounce uh, Kim, Il- Kim Jong-un or something.
7: I suppose they know there's no actual evidence to um, support some of the claims that are made. Yeah, and but
6: they, like,
7: don't, uh... they don't want to put themselves in a position which may come back to bite them.
5: Yeah, I was going to say that's unfortunately true for much of uh, psychology where, you know, evidence is either scant or weak or non-existent. But, uh, yeah. But, um,
1: yeah, they don't want to be been... in a position of being seen as, as invalidating. Like, like they, they want to be transitioning developmentally delayed kids, fundamentally. They're, they're easy marks. So the last thing they want to do is suggest that those kids, we should be waiting and seeing a little bit more. But logically, that's what we should be doing. If,
5: if this is a developmental thing. I mean, yeah, if it's a developmental thing, but I mean, like, uh, at the same time, we don't even want to even uh, validate it in any way. You know, there, there is no good time. There's no uh, There's no evidence that that would make this acceptable to my mind, so yeah. Like, fucking up someone's body just cause, uh, cause exist, I mean,
7: please. Isn't, isn't the evidence that the kids will actually grow out of it?
5: <laughs> well, yeah, the even then, but so evidence. what? So what? So, like again, what evidence would make would you would you to me? Like I'm asking all this sincerely. Sincerely, what evidence could someone provide that completely, um, you know, uh, interfering and tampering with uh, a person's adolescence and natural development is okay, is ethical, barring you know real disease. Yeah. yeah. Okay,
6: I
2: it's it's like asking like
1: like they they want us to believe that the child's gender develops and the way you tell that the child's gender is developed is if they can say whether they're a boy or a girl but wrong answers are correct so there's literally no answer a child could give except i guess tomato but i know they're pushing the bounds there too yeah yeah there's no there's no there's no sign that that it hasn't developed yet if they can make a noise it's probably it's probably their gender
7: I remember as a kid wanting to have asthma because the cute boy in my class had asthma. Like, it's not, you don't really have the, the uh, you know, a good understanding of that age uh, on what's good for you. Uh,
5: no shit. You know, they're, they're called children. They're supposed to actually learn from adults. Um, but this kind of turns it on its head where, you know, follow the kids, learn from your kids. like, who the hell learns from a five-year-old?
1: Like
6: yeah, right. Here.
1: Creeps, creeps, creeps. Learn from five-year-olds. Uh, yeah, adults yeah. are worried that the five-year-old's going to do something stupid. and are otherwise thinking about like how, how do I how do I parent the child in this critical developmental window, and otherwise you know guide their their growth. Like it, they're not the the idea that that, that they they just came out of the void and they have some secret insight into the nature of the soul is just it's just weird. It's just a
5: yeah, little little, exactly. little off. They have prior lives that uh, you have to hone, you know?
7: It'll be interesting to see how it's going to play out with Jazz over the next few years.
5: If it's, like... Well, people use him as an exemplar of a potential Gypsy Rose, but uh, I don't know. It's bad. He's,
1: he's still younger than Gypsy Rose was.
5: Yeah, I know. But it's, it's bad. I mean, I, like... He knows at this point. There's no way he doesn't know. So he, he's in. The, he has to be in some sort of extreme denial stage, like right now. Not not even like deluded stage. Like where well, he's not even deluding himself, but he's been deluded. But now he's in. The, he must be in some sort of huge denial stage. Poor okay. kid. Yeah,
2: I mean, he's
1: he's gonna realize like there's that that he's gonna try to start having romantic interactions, and he's gonna realize that I don't understand why other people like this. This is all horrible. And it, it, it's just inescapable at that point to realize what has been taken.
5: Yeah, exactly. And then, like, or he's just, not. it's not even just that. He's just going to encounter, you know, other kids who are, like, the age that he was at one time and just watching them grow up and everything. and Yeah. come to the realization that, you know, like, there was this gigantic conspiracy to uh, interfere with his body, whereas, you know, these are just kids going around, uh, running around and being kids and what the fuck, you know.
7: It'd be hard oh, yeah. not to feel robbed. Yeah, Robbed of what could have been natural
6: development.
1: You know, eventually he's, it's going to probably click for him somehow. Maybe his doctor will mention it to him. But his voice is very small for someone his age. That's why he sounds the way he does. Is his voice is physically small. Women's voices are smaller than men's voices, but his voice is even smaller than a woman's voice, and that's why he sounds like, like a Mickey Mouse character. That same phenomenon has to be happening in his heart, because his heart is also a complex connective tissue structure. So we know that he's already seen a cardiologist, and I really doubt it's just because he's fat. He doesn't have the, the structure in place to, to support a body that size. His kids' hearts are supposed to grow with the rest of them.
2: Yeah, I mean...
5: The idea that you could just tamper with this without, like, w- without there being, like, uh, unknown unknowns, you know? Like, side effects, uh, or secondary effects is completely insane. And, uh, like, how is, this, how is this ever enabled? I mean, you, you look back at the story and how it happened, but um, the idea that someone would, uh, like, grant themselves the right to do this to a person is, uh, to
6: my mind, uh, insane. Yeah.
5: Like, you can listen to Norman Spack. Norman Spack started the the first, uh, you know, kids' gender clinic in Boston, uh, whenever that was, 2007, whatever, and, yeah, he granted it. He's, he was a pediatric endocrinologist, but yet he granted, uh, himself the right to be some child shaman, essentially, gender shaman, because, uh, you know, like, he saw this kid, and there's nothing wrong with them, obviously, health wise. Um, but yeah, he, had to, he, he thought it was a good idea to interfere with their body. I mean, it's, it's insane. Like, who the hell was he? It's not his job.
7: X, I just wanted to ask you um, I, I heard that Sweden had stopped, uh, stopped giving puberty blockers on mass because there was um, evidence that spines weren't fusing. I was just wondering if you knew anything about that. Um, And I was finding um, research, uh, obviously, with Lupron in, um, you know, it's anti-cancer, with men who have prostate cancer. But is there any research on kids or is it they haven't done it? I couldn't really find a lot.
1: Um, I, I don't think that it's been given for cancer reasons in kids uh, because they're not producing the hormones. You know, the, the reason that they're stopping the hormones is that the hormones are carcinogens. So if you already have cancer and you're an adult, like giving them that hormone stops the hormones that are promoting the cancer.
7: Oh, when no, I meant to. Because means- um, oh, I know it's off-label. Has there been any research at all done for the way they're using it with, um, for gender uh, medicine, so-called
1: medicine. Oh, minimal to none. Yeah, no, they're just winging it, and and saying, "Well, it's it, we've been using it for for puberty suppression for a few decades, so it's 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 good enough." It's just by analogy. We don't we don't saw, need to do the research
7: because I saw people were, um, like there was. Um, Uh, people saying that obviously Lupin um, can increase risk of heart attack and stroke, but then uh, the critics were saying, well, that's not in children. It's for elderly men. And I was thinking, well, well, I can't believe that even, even attempt to give this off label if there's no research to say whether it destroys people's cardiac function.
1: Yeah. Um, And when, when, like, children aren't supposed to have sex hormones in the age when they're giving it for precocious puberty. When they're giving it for precocious puberty, the kids are younger. They're younger than the adolescents. So the idea that we could just do medicine by analogy and it would be the same is is insane. Like, kids at adolescents are supposed to have sex hormones.
6: Yeah. That's, that's uh, the idea.
1: That's why their spines are not fusing correctly is because the sex hormones are very significant for bone mineralization. It's why, why the I believe Kim Petras can't seem to run or go up and down stairs. It's because your, your femur is, like, in two parts when you're a kid. And there's a growth plate there, and that's how you grow.
2: Yeah. yeah. And so if, if you don't
1: mineralize that correctly, if they're at the normal adolescent age, they're still gaining weight and gaining height from things like growth hormone. But if their bones aren't fusing correctly, then, then what happens is that those two pieces start to slip. And you get slipped capital epiphysis or or a slipped femoral cap, it's also called. And they basically have to go in with a giant screw to attempt to fix it in place. It's absurd. And even when it
5: when the kids who are really young are going through puberty too young and we give them the that it's a huge trade off. Like we know that there's already the side effects. It's often because like it happened because of a tumor or something. And uh, when they uh, when when they go through puberty, it's like that. It's asynchronous, so it's going to be like a messed up puberty. It's not just it's early, and they'll they'll end up four foot five and and whatnot. It's um so yeah, like uh, it, there is a giant tradeoff because these drugs are extremely powerful, and uh, yeah, but, yeah, and yeah. There has you,
1: been research into yeah. seeing like it, you know is it is it good to to be giving these hormones just to make every kid taller like like should we just give them widely and, and generally the the results of that research has been like no it's generally like except for the very very shortest the very very earliest puberty kids it's generally not helpful to their their uh, long term health uh, to to try to make them taller sometimes it is you know like people with dwarfism for instance and and who are otherwise abnormally short it's actually that causes problems so so there there there's there's a there's an optimization curve there a kind of like a u-shaped curve where you have benefits in, in in a sweet spot but otherwise no it's it's not good to just be messing with with development you don't yeah. know all the variables you're just you're just you're just messing with it
5: yeah absolutely and uh but i've heard though that even the puberty blockers it's it's not always even what they do they just they, they, sometimes they're just putting kids on hormones like just just take hormones with the, like obviously uh, you know, you know what I mean? Like the, the testosterone or estrogen. Like no, no blocking puberty. So it's... it's uh, yeah, it's getting uh, more experimental by the day.
7: I just can't see how they can justify it when, with the risk to the heart. Um, it just... Like, how do they... Do people not know? Like, how are people defending this? Is it worth it? Is it worth to it? have you gender-affirmed to absolutely ravage the rest of your body? And a big part
1: of the con, too, is, is that the people aren't realizing, just because it's not obvious, is, is that there's, there's hormones that go between the one that they're giving to turn off the brain puberty and then the ones that would be released by the gonads. There's, there's messengers in between that, but like they do a lot of other stuff in the body. So the kids that are puberty suppressed and put on cross-sex hormones they're not now just like the other sex they're still missing a bunch of hormones that the other sex's natural progression would have and those other hormones have been implicated in alzheimer's development later in life the dysregulation of that hormone and and uh, somebody objected that like well you know the, the what's been implicated is um abnormally high levels but puberty blockers cause abnormally low levels but we're talking about different periods in the lifespan and what is considered a high level is determined a lot by what your prior development was because that creates neurological patterning. That's what plasticity means. It means it's changing and it's not changing back. So if you, if you don't have the normal levels in adolescence, then the levels that you have in adulthood might be at the same as abnormally high levels for a person that was not puberty suppressed, if that makes sense. When you stunt something, it takes less of it to overwhelm
2: it. Sorry to rant, I just it makes
1: me so mad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't I, believe I just, they're doing this to kids.
7: Yeah, I like I'm I, so
1: stupid, I, it's lobotomy like I'm,
7: I'm from Australia and I just attended KJK's Standing for Women um, rallies here in Australia.
8: <laughs> yeah, and
7: the amount of people coming out, and I, I think, do these people know what they're defending? Like I know, they're trying to be kind and they want, want inclusion, but they just have no idea what they're actually defending.
1: No, they—they—they no, they, they think that they're fixing God's mistakes. That's how arrogant they're. Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. They, they were the kids were put in the wrong body tragically, but but you know we're we're here to finish the job.
6: Yeah. Uh, I think
5: it was Lisa before me actually.
1: No, that... Oh yeah, uh, Lisa. Would you like to? Hi. Yes.
9: Um. Uh, Sorry if I'm going back a bit, but um, I just wanted to ask a bit more about the Jazz Jennings because uh, I haven't seen any of the videos. But if I understand,
7: this was a boy who transitioned
9: quite young and has since put on a lot of weight, having a lot of health problems, isn't really attracted to anyone.
1: Is that me up to speak? What else is going on? Um, no, I, that, that's, that's pretty up to speed. And, and otherwise, you know, his parents are trying to, like, at multiple times during the season, um, his, his mom could be seen coaching him to not say that he doesn't want to do these things, but to say that he just hasn't met the right person yet, basically. So it's kind of like our generation's version of, like, you're not gay, you just haven't met the right man. <sighs> sort of coaching like like people people can't know that you just i have no interest in it it's It's just that you haven't met the right person it's
3: so sad
10: and is this um is this being watched by a lot of people is this something that is going to be yeah it is okay
1: yeah it's it's being watched by by well i mean my channel is a small a small dent but it's still the most watched stuff even on my channel wow but but um yeah it's it's, it's it's a huge franchise wow that has been going on for for eight years, and it's a it's a cash cow for TLC. I mean, I can't name another show that's on TLC. What Ninety Day Fiance is that on TLC?
5: Um, they had the the six hundred pound life thing, like they, it's oh. just <laughs> a, it's a modern day circus, right? Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's the, the shit show, show channel. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you think well, no, somebody please to get to these think. people away from their toxic enablers channel? Do you, yeah, do you think at some point, um. <laughs> <Dad>. oh, <horrors. laughs> oh was intervention on tlc was that is that the same chat uh, i
5: think so too or my, my, my
1: strange addiction you know like, uh, oh, oh i should go back and watch intervention and do reactions to that
5: oh my god um i know i wanted to say one thing though just quickly like uh, you're in a trance you asked like how could people support this like the, the reason why is because they it, I, I really believe is that fundamental belief that a trans person is a real thing—like like, they believe that—so once you believe that, like all the uh, everything is valid after. It's it's like kind of like exlastic like, like said, but just in a in a, in a short sentence.
11: Yeah, the, the
1: mark is the last one to admit they got conned. You'll go to any lengths to
7: defend it. <laughs>
6: Yeah, and uh,
5: if, if a person can be born wrong, then uh, yeah, it's our job to fix it. And That's what uh, the belief, even if they don't say it, even though they say it was just like what they feel, a metaphor or something, but it's not because if you're tampering with your body, it means that you're wrong, your body is wrong. So no matter what, you can't get away from the idea that you're born wrong. And uh, they believe that, and therefore uh, it all becomes valid. Yeah.
7: Did anyone watch the uh, Jubilee Transverse D-Trans? Um, I, like, I remember Shapeshifter, um, I was watching it and Shapeshifter said, um, you know, test." basically alluding to the fact that the testosterone will destroy your body. She was saying that to a so-called trans man and he said, good, I'll die happy. And I just thought, oh, <laughs> it's just, I just can't understand it. Yeah. I have
1: a video of someone who was like saying like, I would rather have one good day as a man than 30 years as a." An- someone I didn't want to be. And it's just like, that's real that, easy to say when you're like eight or however the hell that that. Yeah, exactly. was.
5: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's no less crazy than if you think about it, like someone who goes base jumping or does like extreme sports. Uh, but um, that like may well kill them at some point. And if they do it long enough, like, you, you know, it's kind of like a Russian roulette. But it's the uh, contagion factor. It's like you're influencing other people by doing this and um, the uh, complete Destruction of, you know, everything we understand to be like medicine is just like bullshit now. It's like predicated on A whole bunch of lies that they've thrown in the squandering. It's sort of like that's the whole problem So like yeah, people could there's there's some people who are self-destructive. It's just that, you know, in in a normal functioning society We uh, keep uh, Such people uh, we recognize that for what it is and keep them away from other people so that they don't influence uh, Others that's just
6: my view Yeah
7: uh, Boston University employing Dr. Dima or Demar or whatever her name is made me lose all faith in <laughs> medicine. If those are the people teaching it, goodness gracious.
1: Yeah, I, I'm really, really excited to see what, what their actual response is to my complaint because it is really hard to believe her that, that, you know, everybody, including the freaking Institutional Review Board, who's the people who oversee the human factors research, you know, I guess I wouldn't be too surprised given what's been going on that the IRB was compromised, but I also feel like she's such an unreliable narrator that that whole thing might've happened as a dream sequence, just like Two-Spirit.
2: But
7: like, we'll see. Were you worried that she was gonna contact your work and try and- Oh, they, they, they,
1: they wish they could find out where I work. They wish so hard. They gave up last year and just
7: started saying I'm unemployed.
6: Oh, good.
1: So no, I'm not, I'm not
6: worried.
7: It made me worried for you. I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope I don't try and contact your work.
1: Oh, they've tried. They've definitely tried. But, but they, just, they just got frustrated and decided I must be unemployed because they weren't able to figure it out.
6: Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah. No. So, but that, the concept of an unemployed speech pathologist in California is so funny. If you know anything about the field, as soon as you're looking for work, you have eight jobs.
7: I work on the other end of the body. I'm a pediatrist in Australia, so I don't know much about the voice. Oh. Our,
1: our services are mandated, but they don't want to like pay, pay a therapist enough to like live in the state. So that's why there's, there's a chronic shortage. One of the reasons there's a chronic shortage
2: out here. And a lot of travelers.
7: So, how are you going to celebrate your birthday, X? I'm just <laughs> going viral. Yeah.
1: It was great. I had a great day. I spent the whole day going viral with Dr. Demers. I think I think it's nearing three hundred thousand views at this point on that one tweet. And, and going back and forth with her, and having her like make more videos, and be like, "Yeah, I, I meant, I, I, I didn't, I didn't take the video down. I just, I made it friends only, and it was actually a mistake. I was, it was an accident. I meant to make a different video, of friends only."
7: I thought it was an interesting choice for her to, uh, get under the covers and do her video. It's very professional.
5: Yeah that, yeah, that was a weird thing. It's like, she's, she's snuggling like she's some four-year-old who just saw a horror movie or something. It's, it's <laughs> you know, very weird. Yeah.
1: Talking about how, how she does all these dabs, and she had one video where she was showing people how to clean clean your dab pipe using a paintbrush that you hold in your mouth. Because you got to you got to film yourself too, of course. If you get if you got the dab pipe in one hand and your phone in the other, where, where else is the paintbrush gonna go? <laughs> um. One of the videos, she obviously didn't want to exhale, so she like couldn't even take a break from the, from hitting the pipe long enough to make the video.
7: Wow, you think someone who worked for a medical school like that, who was an actual professor, what their motivation to get on? TikTok at that age and do these types of videos. You think you I don't know? You wonder what the appeal is.
1: it's Probably the same as me. You know, attention, getting to feel smart. Well, yeah, but no, your it's different because I'm not trying to bully people. I'm just trying. Your
7: information useful, though. I, I, I,
1: I try to provide useful information and, and really use my powers for good against evil. But yeah, she she clearly likes the sound of her own voice saying, "I have a PhD and I work at a medical school." She, so this is like her favorite thing to say.
5: Exactly, like it's a a lot of it sounds like a lot of self worth is tied up in uh, her being of uh, a person of influence of sorts, and it bothers her when uh, it's not the
2: case.
1: Yeah, when, when people like me don't don't treat her as the special snowflake and the the hero of the day that she is, and that we we actually just treat her like everybody else, you know, it's. it's I'm not a psychologist. I can't. I can only speculate that perhaps a psychologist might think that she's narcissistic, but it seems like it would
2: fit, at least the, the layperson understanding of that term.
7: Imagine being her students, though. Like if you had to ask her questions. Yeah,
3: like that. I mean, that. that
1: I, if you haven't seen it, my video is called "A uh, Judith Butler's uh, Okay Chorale. And it's, it's just this 26-minute adventure where I, I try to get her to answer the question of whether if gender develops, if it's a developmental thing, can it be affected by developmental delay? And can it be lost in a brain injury? It just does not want to answer that. I feel like the answer should, should be obvious. I thought that question was quite straightforward. Yeah, <laughs> She's like, no, it's impossible. This is a bad question, and you're just too ignorant to know how bad it is. What kind of aphasia are you an expert in? <laughs> oh, you're only talking about the acquired forms of aphasia? Like, it, was, it was just so bad. It was just like, well, you, you obviously have no capacity to have a conversation. And It's like, maybe it's because you're autistic. I don't know. So I made a comment of like, and I didn't say that she, I didn't accuse her of having social deficits because I know better than, than to do that. But I was just like, if you wanted help with social, because de- she had just offered me research help. She was like, if you want my help is, is, is with, with researching. I was like, oh, okay. Well, if you want my help with this, this is my field. You want, you want help with this? Like, oh, my God, you're using it as an insult.
7: I remember you was talking about how there's language centers in the brain. Um, I, I'm not actually sure what the research says. What do they say? That Do they try and say that there's a gender um, area of the brain,
1: or what, what? No, I haven't come across anybody attempting to, to, to be that specific, because the people promoting this tend to be very incompetent. They're bottom of the barrel. They, they don't know enough about the brain to be able to, to think something like that, to, for that question to become obvious to them. like They're just really that stupid, that ignorant. That's, that's why they're attempting this chemical lobotomy of pee blockers because they, they don't know any, how anything works. And they don't even know that things work. They're, the brain is a mystery to them, but they figured out if they've messed with it, things change. They're, they're exactly like lobotomists in my opinion.
7: But they don't always, always know how happens. or why.
1: Yeah, things their, are their, their mental model of how the brain works is, is, is not, not remote. Like at one point, Dr. Demers claimed that only two brain areas have ever been shown to, to be connected to a specific function. And that was face recognition and language, which is like so mind-bendingly wrong. Like, what do you think processes vision? What do you think makes your muscles move? What do you, what do you, what do you think coordinates your body? What do you think makes you breathe?
7: <laughs> so what about this research, how they try and claim that um, women and men's brains are, or gay men's brains are akin to women's and all of that? Um, is it very strong or I'm assuming yeah. it's probably not, but I really don't know. Um, usually they,
1: they'll, they'll point to a couple papers that have looked at something called the bed nucleus of the, um, I want to say substantial nigra, it's the bed nucleus of something, terminus term, trialis or something, but it's, it's, um, I'll have to look it up. I've done some videos on it called a, one of them is called put it to bed nucleus. Um, but essentially they're looking at brains of people First of all, like, they're not differentiating between heterosexual and homosexual when it comes to the transsexuals. So it's just like they're comparing heterosexual men, homosexual men, and then transsexuals. So how does that make sense? And then they're also um, looking at transsexuals who have been on hormone therapy for quite a while. And we know that hormone therapy changes the brain because we know that from more recent MRI studies before and after they were put on hormones. And a lot of times, and I'm documented this too, trans activists, will just lie. They'll just lie about what it says and say that this was before hormone therapy.
7: So they don't even have any data on so-called trans people before they have taken any um, cross-sex hormones? They do, and the
1: ones that have, they take data on before the cross-sex hormones have never concluded that they have the opposite sex brains. They do conclude that the brains change in response to the hormones. Sometimes they conclude it feminizes and other times they conclude, yeah, it changed, but we're not going to go as far as to say it feminized. We don't think How
7: that's worth it. Be, but what even are param- the parameters for feminizing? Getting, getting smaller. Getting smaller. Yeah.
5: There's that, <laughs> know, but joking. there's also just, like, yeah, there's traits that uh, women have more often than men, but that's it. Doesn't so men have them. It's like every, pretty much every trait is just... Um, on yes, a it, it, for where,
1: testosterone, yeah. the females, some areas will get denser.
5: Yeah. So okay. Yeah. that's yeah. so, right. So maybe it's more uh, common in men than other women. So what? It's not less female. But no, I wanted to say is that uh, like even in these tests, like, uh, they they're gonna have to like for for their these experiments to have any validity, validity, sorry, validity to my mind, uh, they kind of have to pre- make predictions on their own cohort, and uh, there is no way other like than the word of the people involved that um. Like for example, there's no closet trans person in the non-trans, you know, cohort that they're testing, or future detransitioner in the in the trans one. So, like, when they when they could do that, when they could predict that, like, who of the so to speak non-trans uh, is gonna come out one day, then then they might have something. But um, until then, uh, if they have nothing, and probably always will. But even then, but so what? The the uh, and this the second point is, even if they were to find a brain. Thingamajig, so, like so. What does that mean? It's uh, it suddenly becomes ethical to to start drugging them up and carving their bodies and uh, re reinventing society around these people. Like no,
2: so no, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like even if we found out that they were they were more similar, to women that nothing else follows from that. They're all- allowing them to redefine females according to who has brain structures that are they're most grouped together. Well, how, how did we determine who had a female brain? Like, obviously, they know who the females are. Everybody knows who the females are.
5: Yeah, it's like, how did, you, how did we determine which uh, chromosome pair is, is, is the female one, you know? Yeah, it's, it's exactly like that. You know, why is XX female? Like, we, we knew what female was before we knew what uh, chromosomes were.
1: Yeah, a- Ayn Rand called it the stolen concept fallacy, where, where they, they have, have an idea that necessarily relies on uh, a, a foundational idea, and then they deny the foundational idea.
7: There's no yeah. blinding that one.
1: <laughs> so the logic is trans women's brains are more like women's brains, while also saying women are not a coherent category that exists.
7: Another one thing that always surprises me is these, cra- these sex reassignment surgeries. I just, after seeing how much many complications are. It's so amazing how the trans community keep supporting them. Uh, it just, um, do you have any, what What actually are the rates of complication? I mean, it's hard to find a, a sort of a stable figure, but everyone I see seems quite high.
1: Yeah, no, The, the it, it, some of them seem to be like they might be fudging the definition of complication. Or, or grouping, saying anybody who had any number of com- complications had one complication, or they're treated that way. But other times, you, you see things like, oh, there's one, one in particular that I'm thinking of where it's like, I think they had a, a N equals 130, and and the complication rate was like 281. It's like it's only, only what two and a half complications per person. And of course, these are only within the first like year or, or a couple years following the surgery. We're not we're not talking about the complications they're going to have. As their bodies age and change,
7: with strictures and any other scarring,
1: the the harder ones to find, like the development of autoimmune issues affecting those areas, just due to the chronic inflammation. You know, you're going to need some pretty big data sets before that becomes more obvious. Or the you know, autoimmune issues that are going to develop as a result of cross-sex hormones, which uh, I've, I've found a Few case studies where it seems to be a factor, um, like the pancreatitis person. But in, any kind of chronic inflammation, you you're encouraging your immune system to learn that that, that area is a
11: problem.
7: The sad thing is, with uh, educational institutions, it seems like the, they're not funding research that's going to give definitive answers that aren't biased.
2: Do you think? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that, that uh,
1: that's the other thing, is that researchers don't want to be accused of being transphobes. So they don't want to come to the wrong conclusions in their research. And then they're going to people like Dr. Demers and saying help me evaluate my data. And she's, she's letting them know in no uncertain terms that if they come to the wrong conclusion you know, she's, she's going to let people know. And you'll never work in this town again. But she runs it. She's well connected. They're all activists.
12: She's not an activist. How dare you?
13: <laughs> hello?
12: She's a scientist.
13: Hello? Hello. Oh, hello. Um, <clears throat> I've been listening for a while and I just uh, had a couple of questions. Um, so just uh, watching all the videos and uh, watching your interaction with this person, it would seem uh, that this is, it seems like a. Pretty big scandal to me. If somebody this high p- in a position is is in a position of um, stopping people from studying or ruining people's um, reputations, and in, in effect, she's basically uh, affecting uh, how many activists are being hired and what kind of um, research is going to be published. So I don't know. It, it seems like it would be important that other people get involved. Other people that you've talked to in Zelensky, Zala- such as uh, I don't know trigonometry. Other people that have, uh, uh, you know, interviewed you and stuff. So, oh, that's an interesting idea. So, like, no, I, this seems very important. Like, it's it's basically politically. It, correct it, research. I did kind of stumble on something. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. This is kind of a big deal because she she as she likes to brag about. She's at a hub where other researchers are coming to her, and so she's in a position to let them know that you know everyone in the university is on my side, and we're gonna we're gonna keep you from getting into grad school. We're gonna keep you from getting jobs if you if you even apply that you might be transphobic. And her definition of transphobic is so broad that even asking a, a very obvious question, like, does de- developmental delay affect the development of gender, if gender develops,
13: like, why, why did that set her off? It, it seems... But it did. Yeah, it seems any kind of a question or any kind of insinuation that uh, could break the fantasy of, you know, women can become men, and vice versa, is, is transphobic. So you're not allowed to ask anything even if it were to be, like, completely legitimate or even give a completely factual, verifiably cor- correct piece of data uh, that would insinuate that any of this is wrong. Um, so, yeah, I think, and this is why I think that uh, a lot of people can say, oh, well, the science says this. Well, the science says that. Well, of course it says that. You've been muting everybody else. Like, uh. Yeah, and we also have,
1: have multiple different sects who are, are um, at cross purposes. So you, you have the, the, the social construction of this who are, are, are more in the non-binitarian camp, um, which is the side she ultimately came down on, which is that, that gender has no biological basis. It's all a social construct. But she was still trying to kind of have it both ways and say it was still developing somehow at a particular age. And the, it develops by age three is, is the more classic uh, Our Lady of the Perpetual Hormone Replacement Therapy branch and they pretty much do believe that there is some biological developmental basis for it but the, the the two these two groups know that they have power right now against everyone else by aligning and so that's that's part of why they're they can they're able to like quash the science is that they've all agreed that you know we're not gonna we're not just not gonna allow any research that might that might tease this apart right and invalidate anyone anyway. right we're not allowed to invalidate that's a sin
13: even if these are gen- sex creationists. I call yeah, them. E- even if what you say is verifiable and, and, and backed by research, one more thing before I turn my mic off and let everybody else speak: uh, you were talking about uh, the female brain and feminization of the, you know, the brain, et cetera, et cetera. I, I'm no scientist. Just uh, as a disclaimer, I am an educator. I have no background in. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a PhD or anything. But uh, I have been following this uh, along a little bit. Um, I a long time ago I saw a video uh, on the discovery Channel called the science of the sexes and in it it, it describes or talked about how uh, female brains are more interconnected between the lobes than male brains are and therefore uh, male males are better at doing one thing and females are doing uh, better at doing other things etc et etc cetera, et cetera. so when people talk about the feminization of the of the brain or whatever what, what do they look for I, I know that sometimes uh, parts of the brain M- mainly the only one I'm familiar about is, is the connect interconnection inter- interconnectivity between uh, the lobes but there's also another part, the thalamus or the hypothalamus I'm not sure what it is, what parts of the brain are differently sized and when people talk about feminization of the brain, is this, are these the changes that they look for to determine that something is more female versus male-like, and, and I'll leave it at that
1: um, So, so one thing to understand is is the proportion and size differences between men and women are mainly from from two two main sources that are independent. And one would be testosterone exposure, and the other would be the Y chromosome, independent of testosterone. And so they have been able to find these proportion differences even in the brains of males who have a complete androgen insensitivity. So they're they're that that's a way of of clearing it out. They can still tell the difference between that. The proportions in that brain of these substructures and a female brain. And that is pervasive. So, so you're, you're unlikely to find something that is truly not at all sexually dimorphic in either structure or function. Um, and so you, you, you have these differences that, that are present. Um, and when these uh, MRI studies look at them, uh, I've looked at a couple... I have two playlists on my Odyssey. One is called Literature Review, where I look at articles that I consider to be reasonable science. And the other one is called Glitterature Review, where I look at articles that I consider to be glitter family research. It's all all just propaganda. And so there's one each in that playlist that looks at MRI studies before and after testosterone and estrogen therapy for transsexuals. And so the first one from 2006, they found the same changes that happened, first of all. Um, And those changes are not gonna be affecting the Y chromosome dependent proportion differences because that's not changing. But they do change the uh, hormone dependent uh, proportion differences. And the one from the earlier one concluded that these changes caused feminization of the male brains and masculinization of the female brains. The one from 2016 was like, we found the same changes. We're definitely not going to project that interpretation onto the data, but we definitely found those changes. So one example, as I mentioned earlier, was the um, what do I call it? The overall size of the brain. So when when the male brain is shrinking, they found that that it's shrinking at the rate of uh, ten times the background uh, shrinkage because your brain will shrink as as you age in general. So so your your goal is to outrun dementia, um, basically because everybody's brain is shrinking. But that rate was ten times the background rate for men. That's not good, um, and Additionally, certain substructures, which I'd have to go look up which, which ones they were, I want to say hippocampus was one of them, um, are changing in, in density uh, and, and also in, in overall size. Um, but, but when you're, you're talking about cha- changing something that's already developed in, in an adult, like it's, it's not going to change as much as if you changed it when you were a child. And that's the idea of why lead paint is bad for kids, is it causes much more profound changes than in, a, in an adult who eats the same amount of lead per unit body. Because the structure is already developed. It's larger, so, so it's, it's not going to cause the same problems developmentally. Um, I hope that, that, that kind of addressed the question.
13: No, I did. I, I learned a lot. Um, and before anything else, I also wanted to apologize. I should have said, uh, happy birthday first.
1: Oh, thank you. It's, it's been a fun birthday. I've been laughing hysterically all day. It's definitely the, the best birthday I've had in several years. <laughs> That's great. Um, okay, so I see a hand up from a uh, woman scorned, if you'd like to.
10: Thanks. Happy birthday, X.
6: Thank you. Um,
10: I just had a question. I heard something once, and I can't for the life of me go back and find who said it or where I found it. Maybe you can tell me if it is true. One of the main things that I hear when people say, well, we just put a pause on puberty with the puberty blockers. And they're completely harmless and reversible. But then I heard somebody say that the guidelines for when they do give these puberty blockers to kids with precocious puberty or girls with precocious puberty that if they, um, if they if they're I think it was even like seven or eight years old, like quite young, if they're that if they're that old. (laughs) that they won't recommend it because the risks outweigh the benefits, that they'll let them go through puberty, that they're really only using it on, like, really little kids where it would be significantly, I guess, it would be traumatising. Is that right, number one? And could you point me to, like, where I could find that? Um, And then how can those two things go together? Yeah, that's my impression. Yeah, how can you say it's completely reversible when even in that limited use that they are used, they don't recommend it unless it's like super extreme, precocious puberty.
1: Because just... they, they've known about the bone density issues for quite a while. And so they know that the closer you get to when puberty is supposed to start naturally, the, the more you're um, risking long-term bone mineralization by delaying it. And also the bones are larger. So they're, you know, it's just, it just becomes much more important to mineralize them correctly as they're going through those growth spurts. So, I'll, I'll have to find a specific source for that. I don't know if I had one handy, but. Yeah,
10: I just
6: could have yeah, read that's, that's that otherwise heard correct. it
10: because, in my mind, when I heard that they were using it for precocious puberty, I thought, oh, maybe if you're like up to even 11 years old, maybe, or something like that. Like, not the norm, I guess. Or, I get, you know, there's a whole range of when people start. But for it to be that young, it just really shocked me. And then the female male brain thing, I I, I remember when I was growing up there was this whole thing of like, well, there's no difference between men and male men and women's brains. And I think even though that might not be like scientific, it was sort of the idea that like women can do anything that men can do. I feel like we're just like a hop, skip and a jump away from saying, well, you've got a female brain, so you can only do these things. And you know what I mean? Like it's becoming more rigid. It doesn't seem to be opening things up as much as it is closing
1: avenues down for people. Um, well, I, I mean, I, I I would argue that that even though the brains are different, um, it's convergent. So it's like the fact that we we all agree that women have different hips than men, it doesn't mean that women are not able to walk. So the brain the brain evolved to to converge on a, on a function, but it got there in different ways, and that's very medically relevant. And yeah, there there does seem to be some slight differences in skill sets if you're looking in the broad sex classes, which don't necessarily translate to being predictive for an individual because there's so many other factors. But if you look at a large enough data set, yeah, you'll see, you'll see differences in skills. Yeah. Yeah. That are, that can be tied to that, that neurological difference.
10: Yeah. It just seems, it's like, seems regressive to be focused, like to, to be taking those really, like to be taking those things and hyper focusing on them in order to prove an argument that, men can sometimes be women It just, I don't know. Now, the other thing I wanted to ask you is how much mm. luck do you find getting people who disagree with you to actually have a conversation, like not the TikTok, but like actually willing to sit with you
1: and have a conversation about the science or is it zero? It's, it's, it's tricky. Um, I feel like I, I, when I'm having a conversation about this with someone who doesn't already agree with me, I'm not thinking about how do I persuade them. I'm thinking about how do I persuade anybody watching the conversation. Um, because it's it's hard to persuade someone that you're talking to where it's they've already like put their cards in the table and saying, I, I disagree with you. There's there's embarrassment that goes into admitting that you you were wrong and you disagree and, and so there's just there's a higher higher wall to climb over to get them to say, I agree with you. But somebody watching who hasn't said anything, they might be persuaded because then they don't have to deal with the emotional the social emotional consequences of having changed their mind. So I feel like I have changed minds, and people have told me that they've changed minds just from making videos where I where I depict kind of these these constructed conversations and or these back and forth exchanges I have on TikTok with people like Dr. Demers.
10: <laughs> yeah, that Your right.
1: name sounds like Dr. Dumbass. I'm just but like a British version of, of dumbass Demers. Yeah.
10: Oh well. I I love your content, along with obviously everybody else here. I'll step back, but thanks. Happy birthday again.
2: Yeah. would not make fun of names. I'm just I just don't like her. <laughs> it's not her fault. She's named that. I Just uh, added a couple other speakers. Squid, would you like to say something?
14: Yes, I would. First of all, I'd like to say happy birthday. Shout out to Aries Energy. You you know what I mean? We got to stick together
6: this year. Mm -hmm.
14: But um, what you just said about people viewing the conversation as opposed to picking a side is so important. And being on Twitter has shown me nothing but that. You know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, there's a level of uh, embarrassment for lack of a better word, that comes with the understanding that maybe this position that you fought so hard to uphold is actually false, to keep it simple. You know what I mean? And you can see this when it comes to the treatment of the transitioners. You know what I'm saying? Like, they treat them as if, oh, you were never really trans. Uh, you know, they just, they just treat them very horribly. And all of it just reminds me of something that I heard a long time ago, but it stuck with me. It's like when it comes to kids and Santa Claus, right? The earlier that you are able to break them out of that thought as a parent, you know, the less severe the response will be. You know what I'm saying? The kid's going to be sad. Like, damn, I thought Santa Claus was real putting these presents under this tree. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you break them out of it as early as possible in order to, you know, lessen that blow, I guess. Or, you know, even if you look at Christianity, and I don't want to offend anyone religious in here, but any religion that you subscribe to, and like, if you try to offer up something like different, as far as like, oh, yeah, well, God is a metaphor, and and it's actually not a man in the sky. These people get violent. In very similar ways to the way the TRAs get uh get so triggered, you know? And it's it's really just mind-blowing how violence becomes the answer when you kind of can't get your way. But, you know, like you said... And it triggers the fear of death. Yeah, you know? But, yeah, I, I genuinely appreciate all the avenue for conversation that you provide. I've been watching your content since 2020, I believe, so... You know, just hearing these perspectives and you know, anybody that's just gender critical and fighting for sex based rights and things like that, you know, we're we're doing a very good job and so are you. Happy birthday again.
2: Thank you. Glad I made it. Started started this in the the darkest part of COVID. Uh Roxy, I see that you have your hand up
3: yeah hey happy birthday. Um, thank you. So I feel like when it comes to interfacing with other people about this for a lot of us, we used to believe in it, like I definitely did um I remember learning about turfs and like thinking that, oh man, that what a horrible thing to think, but obviously, now I don't believe that anymore but we, and it's hard to go back once you've seen, like, how much bullshit it is. But we really have to, like, try and go back and remember the way we thought about it when we're trying to figure out how to, to talk to other people about it. Yeah, you got you got to meet people where they're at. Yeah, exactly.
1: And assume that there's a part of them that is trying to get to truth just like you are. Of course, the yeah. adult, some of them will try really hard to dissuade you of that idea. I don't, I don't think Dr. Demers is trying to get to truth. I think she's trying to get to power.
3: No, I don't get that vibe either.
1: <laughs> yeah, the
3: dabs you, don't help either.
5: You brought up, Roxy, a point that like, sometimes I have trouble getting like when I talk to people getting through it because I never believed in it at all. I Really, like never. Um, it was... When I was first exposed to it, it like, a long time ago, the idea of uh, puberty blockers, and it was in the back of my mind, like, I'm "like what the hell is that? And it, like, so I was never committed or anything, and I'm just, like, not, uh, really. There's someone to bandwagon or things like that, I guess, but, um, so yeah, like, because of that, because I don't know what it is to to, to actually believe in it,
6: um, it, it's it's a Yeah, thing, like, so, I yeah. thought,
3: yeah. I thought I was trans at one point, like. But obviously now, like no way. But it is weird to 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 know that.
14: And just the name puberty blockers, that those two words put together should offend and frighten exactly. any parent with any modicum of a heart in their body puberty blocker first of all in order to reach the level of being a parent you yourself would have had to have gone through puberty as a child to get to where you are right now now that you have a child you're willing to go through this experimental phase that millions of people have never been through this is a fairly new procedure you know let let alone involving adults, but children blocking puberty is just—it's such a clear admission of evil, and the fact that so many people participate, it still blows my mind. Exactly, the
5: exact same the first time I heard about it. That was like in the end of twenty eleven. Okay, so it's they're, like, they're
1: they're they're inverting penises. Like I don't well, understand how much more evil. evil it could
2: get.
5: Yeah. Uh, but um the case I saw and I, I went back to it, I forgot I had forgotten all the details, but um uh two identical twins, like and one of them was trust. So, like this person, the let's say the brother, who's still like, you know, uh, normal, who's gonna develop normally, is gonna have to like contend with in his mind the idea that his sister is also his quote unquote sister is his identical twin. It's like the, he's going to get told one day that, like, identical twins are of the same sex, you know? I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, it's... I don't know. It's, um... But, yeah, it's totally squared. I, uh, I had the exact same you. feeling when I heard hormone... Like, the person said hormone blockers. I was like, what the hell are you even talking about? I'm, I'm not a parent, and I was even younger. Like I, like I said, it was 10 years ago. Um, uh, yeah, it just blew my mind that,
13: uh, that that, that was the thing. Hmm. Well, we're on the topic of puberty blockers. I just wanted to say, um, when people say, "Oh, yeah, it's reversible," you just put hit up hit a pause button. Like it's written in the description that it will affect bone density and possibly fertility. It's right there. How can you even say this? It it, it pauses time, don't you know? We can pause time. We we figured
2: out how to pause time. a woman's scoring, Do you have your hand up? Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like a lot of people, like when they
10: first come in, this, like they have their eyes open to something, something like peaks them, as they say, and like they have this slow progression. And I feel like part of that progression is they go like, they start off with, yeah, men can become women or women can come men. and they don't really think about it a lot if they thought that to begin with. And then it moves and it's like, oh yeah, well they can, but you know, they shouldn't use women's spaces and da, 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 da. And there's also that element of, Oh, they, if consenting adults want to do what they want to do to their bodies, then they should be able to do that. And then I feel like there's the next step, which is like, I don't think there's any ethical surgeon who should be able to perform these surgeries because they're so barbaric. Are you on that end of the spectrum that there's no way to be ethical and perform these surgeries or are you that some people may want to mutilate themselves and that's their individual right in a free society. Where, where do you fall? I think I know, but I would
2: like to hear what you say on that. Sorry, can you rephrase that? I don't think I've, I processed it. Do you think that there's any ethical way to conduct these surgeries
10: if the person's like an adult? Um, or, or do you think that it's not possible
1: to be ethical and no, I don't think it's possible. Okay. I think that there's some things that, that wanting them should be a sign that you're not well enough to consent to them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I thought that's this especially for minors, but also for for adults because it, and or that you're not informed enough to consent to them
5: yeah, I mean it's it's a tough balance for me like to answer your question like. Because people always ask, like, yeah, where, where, where do we draw the line, and what people could do to themselves, and the way I oppose it is exactly as you said—that like surgeons in their medical capacity shouldn't be doing this, um, regardless if a person has the right to do uh, make those changes to their bodies. But like I said earlier, I don't know if you are here, but uh, as a society, sort of have a responsibility to um, to to not uh, publicize these things and normalize them because it's just
1: completely a uh, to not let doctors social. make promises they can't keep that won't but benefit that, the person just to make money, just just to sell the shittiest well, that car that you've ever imagined that that fits in your pants. Do
3: you think we? Yeah, that's
5: that it's just so, it, it's just the grooming effect, like the the thing that like we know anorexia or whatever is uh is super contagious and uh, it happens in bunches and it wasn't a thing and now it's a thing and we don't know how to get it. Well, we 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 figured out how to how to cure anorexia. Sadly, if you get my drift, it's trans. But um uh the um, yeah the, the, with anorexia if someone is behaving in that way that's completely self-destructive it's very communicable and um, just socially so the best thing to do is to not publicize this at all but when we normalize it in this way it's like yeah like we have a, so- a, a kind of social responsibility I think to uh, like anyone who does this to themselves you know just not talk about them ever <laughs> in a sense but uh, yeah
10: it's just so sad i I don't get though because like my understanding is that when um surgeons have adverse outcomes quite often they have to go before the ethics committee and explain what happened and why they made the decisions that they made there's such a high rate of adverse outcomes i don't understand how they're not just constantly being drugged before ethics committee where eventually the ethics committee is like yeah no we can't do this anymore like Is it that those issues aren't being raised because there's so much shame around it or is it that because it's a predicted outcome, but then how can that be an ethical surgery to undertake? Like, to me, it just doesn't make sense how you can possibly be allowed to even conduct the surgeries. Like, I've heard of people who have, like, you know, like a certain brain tumour and they can't get any surgeon to operate because it might leave them, like, totally incapacitated, but it could save their life. How can they not do that? Like, how can a person not consent to that? I just don't understand. I, just, I don't understand how the medical community... There has to be so many people complicit in this.
14: And then your eyes start to lift the veil and realize that the medical community is actually a business community.
13: Uh, i have of two minds uh, of this. Um, on the one hand, I could totally see it if... if there is all these adverse outcomes and they're all negative and well, doctors need to act uh care, you know ethically the, the dictum of all medicine is first do no harm of course but on the other hand you know if you get if you get your septum pierced if you get your gauges in your ears as big as quarters i mean where do we draw the line if, if the person wants yeah, uh, it but and they and they know all of the negative outcomes, then, you know uh, that's that's what do i do they know but, i mean i'm, I'm open to suggest- yeah but, but no oh, you sorry. go you go, go, ahead. go ahead. yeah no i just wanted to
5: say it like just because we can't draw a line doesn't mean that like because those those jobs are a thing that they for cutting off someone's testicles is is fair game i mean like the, <laughs> yes it's hard to draw a line but uh you know it's we, we could draw lines and um it's not a continuum of things. So, yeah, like, we, we understand the, the sort of libertarian principle that uh, if someone wants a lobotomy, they should probably get a lobotomy, but we just don't do it because
2: uh, but also,
5: we're better people than that. A lot know? of
10: this they don't know. Like, from yeah. what I've learned from you, X, it seems like with Jazz, because of the fact that they put her on the puberty block as so young, what they were doing was essentially like not been done before. They were working with anatomy they've never worked with before. There's no way that you could possibly inform somebody of the outcome if you have no idea what the outcome could be or like what the percentage chance of that yeah. are. I just don't understand how, it, how it's like the this freaky, the idea that it's like Frankenstein doctors, oh, we'll just try this and we'll do that. But like it's a child.
2: Yeah.
1: I, they all lost sight of the fact that it was a child, and, and and they're just like, well, we, you know, we could, we could put a, we could put a bag of saline in your balls and inflate it, and they they let they let Jazz and the family decide that that wasn't worth it. Like, what the hell do they know about what it means to not have enough tissue? And then, of course, later his like vagina exploded and and, and almost cascaded out in some like. I think I called it a vaginal landslide where they were like, we might lose the whole vagina. Well, and the other thing <laughs> I have right. wondered
10: about too is because well, that, and I don't mean this is an offense to anybody, but I've spent a bit of time around a lot of surgeons. I have doctors in my family and they seem to be either on the autistic spectrum or psychopathic, quite frankly. Do you think there's an element of the type of people who are able to conduct these types of surgeries in the first place because they are very gruesome have to somewhat be detached from the humanity of people, and that's how they're
11: sort of.
1: Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, you so have to have an abnormal disgust response to be able to cut into someone, and and that's going to derange your judgment. Like there's no, there's unfortunately, but like there's no way really w- real way around it. But it's it's a normal thing to 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 puke when when you realize that you're cutting into someone. You have to be very like dissociated from what's actually happening, and and. We need that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying we, we, should, we should prevent anyone who wants to be a surgeon from being a surgeon. Obviously, they, they serve an important purpose, but like, the people that are really good at it are more, perhaps, likely to not be able to really think about long-term and put themselves in the position of somebody who has to live with the consequences of a festering colon vagina
13: every day. Right. <laughs> and that's where I draw the line. That's where the line has to be drawn. Children cannot consent to this. Maybe it be an adult, but somebody who's under 18 cannot possibly understand all of these things that we're we're seeing. I, it it but, really disgusted me to see the uh, the episode that you put on your on your channel, Exilantic, the one where uh, the doctors are discussing uh, on national television. Should we cut? No, no, don't let me cut. No, 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 let me go, let me go. Like what? These doctors are. I'll fumbling. never Jack. They're fumbling on national television, and, and these are the people that we're supposed to be trusting for, you know, in- informed consent and and fully informing us that these things uh, can happen. Like, can can children understand and know that these, these ha- ha- what's what's the rate of complication for a phalloplasty? Isn't it something like 60 70 <laughs> percent? Sorry, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. Yeah,
5: no, it's it's a hundred percent because the whole thing's a mess. But um, uh, the the thing I want to say is that like this is the social implications of doing this of having people so to speak mimic the opposite sex or impersonate the opposite sex, like make it so that we, we like as a society we should just ban it like all right because the a comparison i, I like to give and, and it's completely hypothetical because it doesn't exist but um if we could make adults successfully impersonate children, would we be okay with an adult choosing to modify their body in that way? Like yeah, you and then letting bones. them
1: enroll at school. Exactly, <laughs>
5: having them walk around Chuck E. Cheese.
1: There was that guy that broke into that daycare recently. Like, like, why, why not affirm him? He like he was willing to pay money to have them <laughs> affirm him. The exactly. So, like, what's the real downside? No... Yeah. get an adult
3: consent to be a giant <laughs> baby. The one who like, like I don't care. The
10: <laughs> exactly. So girl and got adopted by these like weirdos, and but during the day he plowed snow, <laughs> and then at night just like went home. And put a bow on his head and pretended that he was a little girl. And people like these this elderly couple adopted this person. And I was like, how how if you they look like regular middle aged people? How on <laughs> were they bought into this idea? That's
14: fucking ridiculous. But also
10: the idea that it's not completely yeah, broken so- from your mind when you have to go plough snow during the day, <laughs> that you don't kind of take a minute and go, yeah, I'm not a six year old girl. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the, the Snowphoria it causes yeah.
5: suicides. Exactly, uh, but no. But the point is, is that you know we have these like we live in a society with you know norms, and some of those norms, like yes, yeah, some can be tested, some like aren't good, some uh, whatnot should be transgressed, but some are actually very important to a functioning society. And uh, sex recognition, I think, is one of the, one such thing. So, like, even if people really want it and are fully consenting, whatnot, and want to destroy their lives in that way. Uh, uh, to my mind, it's just too bad, you know. In the same way, we won't want these adult ch- hypothetical, you know, adult children walking around and, and enrolling in school. Um, we we don't want these uh, male women uh, walking around. There. That's that's how I see it.
14: Yeah, isn't it interesting? It's not, it's not know, healthcare. It people who want to identify as girls as opposed to women.
5: Yeah, and like you, you, you have these guys that the men guys these men who like transition when they're 65 and they're, they're taking like the amount of estrogen to mimic the level of like a 20 year old woman. It's like, they're not, they're not taking a 65 year old woman's level of estrogen. They're taking like, it's, uh, so yeah. Um, it's it. I feel like, yeah, very, very much so. And, and it's no surprise that everyone, everyone who supported this early on, like the, so to speak, sexologists, uh, like, you look into, into their Red flags. Yeah, it's exactly, it's fine, it's like, where's Waldo of uh, non-red flags.
10: Well, and it becomes really hard to then, you know, with, if you're playing by their rules. I, I, how are you supposed to teach a child that when you feel uncomfortable, you should say something? If you're also in the next breath going to say, yeah, no, that clearly 65-year-old man who who, like, for him, maybe a fetish. It, you're supposed to be totally comfortable with that. Yeah, no, undress in front of him. But also, if something happens and you're uncomfortable, tell me. How can you can't say both things? They completely go against one another. It's just like a fundamental safeguarding problem. I, like we used to understand that for. A la- yeah. Tell me,
1: just understand. You might not get to go to <laughs> high school. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but yeah, uh, so
1: exactly that. think but, carefully. Uh,
5: with the exposure of kids to like drag and whatnot it's like normally if kid is acting out in like very young sexual behaviors it's a sign of abuse and whatnot but like we're just exposing it to them so like how we're, we're masking deliberately what would otherwise be uh, a glaring sign of sexual well, abuse it's
3: just that, that like
10: how but how it's, it's you supposed to teach them yeah. about boundaries and where the lines are if they're so blurry like that it's encroached so far. But yeah, that's the whole point. Like that—that's what queer theory is. It's
5: just boundary violation for its own sake because they don't like boundaries.
1: Like, yeah, because because you you can't have oppression is the, is the logic they they can't oppress you if they can't see you. So if you just like don't look like anything oppressible, you're fine. It's just it's just <laughs> it's the most ridiculous philosophy. Or, or no, boundaries are oppressive.
5: That's that's what they believe.
1: Yeah, if he, the, mm-hmm. they, they're, they're, they think that the boundary between oppressor and oppressed is what causes the oppression. Yeah. It's the most asinine mm-hmm. thing. It's, it's like, good, good job, Judith. Good good big brain what logic. What I
15: kind of get,
10: though, is like, if you think these ideas through for more than, like, well, I don't know, two minutes, you kind of get to a really dark place. <laughs> you don't have to think about it that hard or that long to see that they lead to a really horrific outcome.
1: A lot of these people are really high. <laughs> like you saw, you saw Dr. Demers. Just she couldn't stop doing dabs long enough to film a TikTok, and one of the ones she posted today, she's like clearly holding her breath while she's trying to get through it. Does she actually have a
10: PhD? <laughs> that that yeah. is such an indictment. She actually works at Boston
2: University. System.
14: She has a pretty high delusion. <laughs>
2: Yeah, if you haven't seen the
1: video of her cleaning her dab pipe with the with the paintbrush in her mouth, you should you should definitely check that out. Yeah, I mean, if, if she hadn't if she hadn't blocked me on on all of my my accounts that she knew about and then privated her account, I would have told her the, the better way to clean it. But but no, she can just spend the rest of her life like holding the paintbrush in her mouth and filming herself. <laughs> yeah. And the paintbrush doesn't you don't have to throw it away at the end.
10: Yeah, it's I commented better. on your video because I was like, if I had if I had a choice between spending three hours in a room with that woman or stabbing a fork in my eye, I'd pick the fork
15: every time.
13: <laughs> <laughs> Oedipus is usually the right answer. It's just do you know if they're just handing people PhDs nowadays, if they can just say, uh, well, I I'm trans now, so give me my PhD and it'll just give it to them. Is is that how it works now?
14: Or I'm a lone black student. L- lived
13: experience.
14: Yeah, they can get a PhD if they say, I'm a lone black student in this, uh, you know, college campus. I need my PhD on masculinity. Like, I know y'all seen that Riley Gaines video <laughs> where they're like, can you tell the difference between a man and a woman's skeleton? And the guy very adamantly says no. And then a whole room full of students. I <laughs> know, that was great. Yeah, it was amazing because it's like, we clearly don't need a PhD to dismantle basic, uh, you know, facts. Like.
1: Yeah, it's like he basically announced to the room that he's a freaking, like, like either, either he's, he's, he's homosexual or a virgin. Because there's no other explanation to not understand that women and men have different scal- it scal- also as a As a quote-unquote
14: anthropologist. It
10: also completely undermines the yeah. whole trans thing, though. If you're not transing from one to the other, then what is it? There has to be two things.
1: Right. Well, they're they're transitioning from what they were to what they are now. That's the non-binary. But what philosophy. were they and what are they? <laughs> they they were different. They were oppressed. It goes against. They were sad. Them. I would have thought it, they were. They, they it weren't their true selves. Against
10: the the uh, religion.
1: They were in their cocoon. I don't their think shame that's cocoon. in the Bible. <laughs> the shadowjackers.
2: Oh.
14: No, you said it perfectly though. They're literally just transitioning from being oppressed to non-oppressed, I guess,
13: or the other way and around. And even that's kind of strange. <laughs> even that side just character just to main character transition. Women are supposed to be "quote unquote" the oppressed sex. So why do you want to transition to being? Op- it sounds. Sorry, it sounds really fucked up. <laughs>
5: Well, people, lots of, lots of people do it out of a uh, humiliation fetishes and things like that. So, I mean, there's there is that, but uh, you know, like uh, we don't need to explain the, the behavior. We just need to say that it, it's it's absurd.
13: Ariel yeah. Scarcella has a video. Um, was it her? or Was it a different uh, YouTube user of a, a person who transitioned from being a woman to being a man? And the title of the video is "I was told there was there would be privilege," and the person now as a man is figuring out how, well, people are not trying to get away from them because they think they're predators, and where they thought they would, you know, just walk in, now people are, you know, looking at them with different eyes and stuff. So, like, uh, yeah, I I forget who was the user. If you uh, do a search on, I was told there would be privilege, you'll see a video of a person who transitioned to, uh, male and now has to deal
14: with male stuff. That reminds me... That there, there yeah, was this funny. video back in like 2005 or something where like it was this lesbian in new york city or some shit like that and she uh cut her hair and just like went to a bar and was being around dudes all day and then she left that experiment feeling so oppressed because she was thinking like oh yeah i can just be part of the boys club now and like they were clearly casting her as an outsider for obvious reasons
5: but wait, no, I heard I heard about that and I was she
14: committed
5: suicide not long ago actually for the woman, but um uh sorry, analyzed, but um no, she came out of it saying that yeah, like um thinking men don't have it that
14: great. Like that was it. That was that. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. And like the truth is we both have double standards as men and women. You feel me? Men have double standards that they live by. Women also have the same. So it's very asinine to feel like, yeah, I'm just gonna jump to switch to another side and I'll be clear of all my problems. Like what? know, like, no matter what side you're on, you're still suffering. Which is why there's a beauty in the binary because it's like you know, you accept your body for what it is and you know, you play with the cause that you're dealt and people are just trying to find ways to live life in easy mode. I think that's bad.
10: Next do you know if they've done any like brain studies on the differences between the autogynephiles and the homosexual
11: transitioners?
1: That I don't know, but I think part of that is that there there's you know if you if you ask them Ask the autogynophiles to volunteer. I mean I guess there's some. I've, I've seen a few show up on, on gender critical channels, but for the most part that's, that's that's not something you're allowed to know exists.
2: Exactly, it's pretty club. Yeah, if if you want to go to grad school. That's that's the new threat. <laughs> You just
1: if you want to go to grad school you have to you have to pretend to believe this, XYZ. Here's
10: another contradiction, or else. Because isn't at the same time we're supposed to be saying that all fetishes are totally fair game and we shouldn't stigmatize absolutely anything. But then that one we can't speak about.
5: Well yeah, but because if you call it uh, what it is, then uh, uh, the jig is up, it's not it's it's fetish plus, you know, all the ideology on top of it, so But
1: if, then uh, they can uh, call it, women Aragonophiles. That's
5: fine. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, exactly. You, you could call a man a woman, but then the woman is the
14: cervix lover or whatever. And, uh, yeah. yeah. i it's, actually it's all, seen a TRA try to rationalize that shit. They said, oh, well, yeah, if that's the case, then all women are AGP because they picture themselves in a in a hot body and, and they play with themselves. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Like, the lengths that these people will go to to rationalize what they're... Doing. Like, <laughs> oh, my God.
10: Did you see the article going around about, like, how unfairly discriminated against the, the diaper fetish people are? I couldn't... I can't tell. Oh, is my that, God. That, was, that had to be <laughs> satire. I couldn't tell I couldn't tell. I like, what is this publication? I... I but... Uh, 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 This is the problem. We have no idea anymore what is
1: satire and what is real
2: life. First God died, now satire's going next. Satire's in hospice. Yeah, that that one has to be one of the most
5: perverted and bizarre thing ever. Have you heard Camille
10: Paglia talk about um, that she that has she reckons that in the right before the fall of any civilization, there's this sort of this uh androgyny pictured in all the art that like suddenly men and women it just becomes this fluid concept, and the two sexes are sort of gone when you look at all the imagery. Do you think that's what we're in?
2: Kind I don't know of, if yeah. it's what
10: we seem oh, to be okay. in a
1: collapse.
5: yeah. I don't know if it's what we're, we're in, but it's not surprising because, given how destabilizing it is mentally, because you know, sex recognition—it's most well, our, our sex is the most fundamental of us as you know organisms, and um, yeah, and the sex recognition is kind of important and it's conscious and everything. So, like, you start muddying around with that, um,
1: I think you have to kind uh, of give up on yeah. the future. Yeah. To, to think to think that that like everybody else in the past who focused on like being men or women and, and having families and, and getting here that they were all wrong and like we're, we're at the pinnacle of all of human achievement and and what do we want to do with that 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 time and that that development is that we want to we want to play switcheroo we want to mix it up a bit like we just want to focus on ourselves and right now we like it's in, it's it's you you rejected the idea of working towards a future and maintaining your current standard of living, you want to you want to mess things up. Like you, you don't cut your dick off because you're trying to plan for tomorrow.
2: Indeed, that's
5: hilarious. It reminded me of a, a funny meme. I'll I'll share it. Uh, I don't know if you uh, the people will recognize the Simpsons reference, but uh, I'll share it. Give me a second.
13: One of the most bizarre things for me to witness is how um, activists try to accuse other people of being obsessed with genitals. Being (laughs) obsessed with genitals. Aren't you the one that's going for for bottom surgery and complaining online when people won't give you their genitals? Like, being obsessed with genitals is basically what sexually reproducing animals do, don't they? That's what they look for. The opposite sex. (laughs) How could you yeah sounds like they, they, to it's me. Not, that's the thing it's, it's pathologizing
5: our innate ability to recognize sex because you know there's a kind of correlation between a person's sex and the genitals they have but we're able to recognize sex from other features so uh, if we're able to recognize sex therefore we're obsessed with genitals it's um uh, very stupid yeah but yeah i shared the uh, simpsons picture it's uh i found it funny yeah. the first time i saw it
14: Yeah, no, that's an interesting thing to point out.
1: (laughs) That is funny. Except they're going to be dead. They're going to be dead of sepsis in their their 50s.
2: No, no, that's why
1: why it says at the top. Oh. Someone else's grandkids, yeah?
5: No, no, not someone else's grandkids. The the 59% because, you know, the 41%. Oh,
2: because the 41% (laughs) didn't make it. Rest in peace. But it's like, and nobody wants to talk about the, the, the cost of it. I, I saw one of them
1: uh, say, you know, uh, it, was, it was Dr. Demers. She she said this in one of her videos. She was like, she's like, medicine isn't like a pie. Just because I have more health care doesn't mean you have less healthcare. care. And I'm like, did we not just go through a pandemic? Is that, did I imagine that? Did I get, did I get a secondhand high from, from your dabs that I, that I for just, just made up the propofol shortage? Because medical resources are very much a pie. There's a, there's a relatively fixed amount. It's not infinitely elastic.
6: Do
10: you have predictions on how long yeah. this madness goes on? Are we talking like the bubble is beginning to burst, so we've got a good 10, 20, 30 years more of this? What do you think?
1: No, I think we have a lot less time than that. I, I, I don't think it's going to last for another ten, twenty, thirty years. It's hard to predict because, because you know, with the internet, we've really been able to do a speed run on all of this nonsense. Whereas lobotomy took a few decades to peter out. I feel like this is not going to take it quite as long. Um, and it, it, it does seem like more and more people are waking up. But it, it's hard for me to tell because I'm like so so involved in it. Um, so so it's 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 hard for me to know exactly. Like like I kind of feel like. I and and a lot of other other creatures were kind of like at the in in, in an eye of the storm so everywhere we look is storm so it's hard to see like you know what it looks like on the outside of it but I I do think that it's it's going to eventually pass and and it's it we're going to be I mean someone earlier said that they've been listening to me since 2020 I actually haven't been doing these videos except since March 2021 um so so it's Even two years ago, the kind of things that I regularly say felt unimaginable um, to me, and were very new. So I I do think that that we're going to be in a wildly different place even in two years.
2: If we just keep pushing. And then the paper... Uh, I think that
13: where this has to... Sorry. I think that where this has to end is it's it's not going to end until there is enough people suing. Because unless there's yeah. actual consequences that people have to face, doctors are just going to keep doing it. Yeah. But I think that the silver lining is that, um, as i mentioned before, all of this is being publicly documented. We Anyone will be able to look at, you know, I Am Jazz and see. Or ja- I think that Jazz Jennings is probably going to be the first publicly public detransition. And just the more people... You know, or Jazz. is going to be... Or death, or this is, the more people sue doctors, the more this, you know, it's going to be seen as a liability rather than an asset. Yeah. And that seems to me the only way this can end.
1: And it won't just be the money. We, we, the, the, the lawsuits need to happen not to get money, but to get them in, under oath on video, answering questions like, does gender development, is that affected by developmental delay, and watching their heads explode, and then taking that footage to the licensing boards and seeing the licensing boards realize, oh shit. The gender doctors aren't competent. We've just kind of been asleep at the wheel here, letting them do the shit, thinking that they were competent when they were actually not competent the whole time. And then they need to start yanking licenses, and that's going to be what what stops it, what stops the rush into the field.
10: Well, and what's the move from, like, the Marcy Bowers' and the Dr. Demas? Do you think after everything's exposed, do you think it's a full pretending that it never happened, or do you think they dig in and say, like, no, we were definitely right, or
1: they just go away into the abyss? Uh, I, I don't see how they're going to be able to pretend that they were right. I, I think that we are going to have, have a, a phase shifted in society where we all are like, oh, yeah, it's just going to be like with lobotomy where we realize, you know, yeah, this was actually not a good thing. This is actually really bad because the people are not going to go away who have these problems. Um, and, and so they're, they're just going to be the, the Rosemary Kennedys of the modern era. And they're just going to keep having problems. And people are going to keep writing articles about like, yeah, this so-and-so still has problems here's yet another person It's going to become more, more interesting to people, for people to, to, to go in the direction I've gone and, and write about why it's bad. And, and, and that's going to then eventually hit a critical mass where enough people just know about it and it's just cultural background where everyone knows about it and the next generation grows up with everybody knowing that this was a ridiculous boondoggle. And that's going to probably be Gen A.
14: See, I think what's going on is a trickle-down effect. I'm only 28. My birthday's on Wednesday, by the way. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, I've been seeing this effect for a very, very long time. The first social media I had was MySpace. Then it became Facebook. Then it became Instagram, then Vine, then TikTok. As you can see, the effect here is the reduction of, it's two effects. It's the reduction of attention span, and the second effect is impressionable impressionability i guess is the word but yeah people are becoming more impressionable so what you have is these kids going on these social media platforms and just getting constantly fed this info that they're not right like they just have to grow up better which makes me appreciate the fact that i grew up in a time where like there was more real interaction as the foundation for just connection with other people you know and we've seen this with the early days of TikTok, where people were acting like they had various mental health issues, like Tourette's and and bipolar disorder and all that other stuff, you know, it's that constant need for validation, you know, and for youth, that's a problem because who, what does the youth want more than to be accepted? Well, you and know? I wonder, so you have all I wonder if
10: saying, the um, social media aspect is actually increasing the gender dysphoria of these people because online they can present like with filters and with right angles and everything, as much more like, say, passing than they are. And then they go out in the real world and realize it's all an illusion and it kind of all comes crumbling down every time they leave the house So they become more entrenched online. Like they just, yeah, that's exactly. the, the, we're all living in these sort of like we're living online. And so, like, can we get out of it? Because you can essentially live an illusion
14: if you don't leave the house. Right, and now the metaphorical leaving the house that you just mentioned has become leaving the phone, which a lot of mm. people just can't do. You know, so definitely co- not. Yeah, the, the, fingers. The cosmic irony of all of this is that they wanted visibility so bad. You see, Trans Day of Visibility. But ever since the inception of lives of TikTok, that visibility has done nothing but bite them in the ass. And now more people yeah. are puking and, you know, it's it's becoming beautiful, which goes back to the question of how much longer this will last. I don't think it has more than five years. Maybe yeah. And next,
10: I have somebody in my life who is um <clears throat> on a wait list to get a vaginoplasty. Um, oh, Jesus. And this is somebody
1: who is... V-
10: can you let the air out of their
1: tires or something?
10: <laughs> well, Do whatever so, you can. To me, Just delay. I'm no Time is on your side.
1: That they like
10: are an obvious file, and they've gone through stages of like they were married with children and then they were like having gay sex and now they've decided that they're a woman. And it's really, really sad but also like this person is clearly a male. Like, it's, it's, there's no amount of you know pills or surgery that could really help this person pass ever and so they're going to perpetually be in this horrible downward spiral but like do you do you have any advice that you give to people on like how you can bring them out do you recommend that share some videos or try and encourage them to look at people that have gone down this path that it hasn't really helped or is there any way or they're just they're in it
1: well, I mean, if, if you think that they're, they're a full-bore autogynophile, you have to understand that there is definitely like an illness component to that. Like, that, that you're, you, so so my, my best advice, and I, I give the same advice to people who are, are struggling with a friend who's, who's uh, going down a path of addiction, is, is to recognize that you may not be able to pull them out of that. And you can only pull them out if they want to be pulled out. And a lot of times they just don't so want to be pulled I, And my out.
10: biggest concern is so, this so person...
1: Make peace with the fact that you may be saying goodbye to I them. don't think they're
10: even aware of the concept of autogonophile. But I don't even think that they're aware that that's sure. what's going on for them. That everybody around them has just told them, yeah, you are a woman. And that in, in over here, because yeah. their parents are involved, and there was this promise in the beginning, like, no, there'll be so much lengthy therapy and there'll be so much da 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 none of that has happened and they've just been put on a wait list for the surgery and everything else has stopped in the meantime. Like they just take their estrogen and they wait for the right. surgery, but there's no ongoing therapy or anything like that. And nobody in the family is even aware of the, and concept. this
1: might be an illness that spontaneously resolves without therapy. Okay. It,
6: it
10: might
1: be some like you have like form disorders that last like six months or a year and then they just but spontaneously if is, resolve.
10: Like if, even if, if, if you I am right and they are, uh, it, it is a sexual fetish. Do the fetishes resolve or do they just escalate?
1: It, it, it would depend on what's causing it. But, but per- um, yeah, if, it. if whatever is causing the tendency to go down the, to, to make, like, if you, if you think of something like mania, they behave that way because behaving that way now feels good. Whereas before it so didn't this feel person's good. Recently gone and then when it stops feeling person. good, they stop behaving. Yeah, that way. okay. Yeah, and that, that might be a sign that, that, they're, that they're dealing with either schi- full, full-bore schizophrenia or schizophreniaform disorder or some, something where it's, it might not be something that's, that's destined to okay. last forever. And the only question is how much damage will happen before they spontaneously heal from it because the body is trying to heal itself. And, and you fundamentally don't know why this is happening in, inside of their brain. It might just, might just be some, something wonky. You know, maybe they've got, they, they're, they're allergic to their house. It's, it's hard to know what exactly is going on. Maybe there's drug use that you're not aware of. Some something has changed inside of them to make these behaviors reinforced. Miss C
14: had their hand up for a long time. I noticed that. Uh, Miss Miss C Zender. I'm um, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong.
8: Um. Yeah, I was. I wanted to say something on, on a earlier topic about like uh, how long is it going to take for this. Insanity to uh, to exit our society, um, and I wanted to say that what I've seen in discussions in my random discussions with uh, young people online, which is basically just me arguing with them and me telling them uh, they're being lied to, they're being gaslit, etc. They truly believe that our study that there are studies, scientific studies, that prove that transgenderism is something you're born with, akin to you know, um, homosexuality or heterosexuality. They truly believe that. And you're telling them, basically, no, though, those few studies on the brains, you know, on cadavers, had extremely small sample size, blah, blah, blah. They didn't, you know, control for variables. That doesn't translate to them. You know what I mean? Um, and we need more people. Uh, we, we Well, we need for example, the Academy of Pediatrics, or whatever it's called, the you know the group that is in support right now of, of, of uh, transing kids, uh, to finally come out and say no, this is wrong, B- because these people look at all these um, organizations that are standing behind it, saying all these lies, perpetuating all these lies, and therefore the wider public and the kids and the adults and everyone truly believes that th- this is. Natural, this uh, is right, and um, us just telling them no, it's not. It's it's literally like David versus Goliath. Um, Yeah, that's all I wanted to say.
5: Yeah, they have the backing of you know the the right institutions and everything, and it's it's terrible. And it's it's yeah, I don't know. What what I wanted to say is though, like you asked, I'd heard a woman. Scorned. asked them, um, like, if it's possible to talk people out of the fetish. And what I have heard is that it's possible to make people not act on it. But it's like it's it's very difficult to actually make them not want what they want. It's one thing to not act on what you want. It's another thing to not want what you want. Well,
14: that's uh, okay. so, that's it. Yeah, it, it just goes really back cool. to the Matrix. You know, like mm-hmm. Neo. Not nah, Morpheus said it. Like, you can't. Show somebody the Matrix; they have to see it for themselves and have the decision. Well, see, I
10: I don't understand why I can't say that like it's okay to have this as a fetish. You know, if you find another consenting adult or you want to do it on your own or whatever. But if they had an understanding that that was what it was, like my my concern is going down like the full medicalization route. That I, I, you know, maybe I've been viewing too many of the same spaces, but. I don't see many like um, happy outcomes and even like I saw a a video pop up like not that long ago and it was of a um, transsexual like a street worker and she was saying that um, it's like quite well known in the sex worker industry of like transsexuals that like the surgery is not a good outcome and they all warn each other because the ones that have gone through it like haven't had a good time so just like I, I don't know. I don't know, I just, it's more that, like, that concern of, like, once it's something that permanent, I mean, like, he has breasts, and that's something already, but that, that it's just so horrific, like, the outcomes are just so horrific, and I feel like there's this fixation on, like, once I get this, it's sort of like a really juvenile, like, do you remember when you were young, you'd be like, oh, well, once I have a car, then I'll be happy, oh, well, once I have a house, then I'll be happy, oh, once I have a And you realize as you become adult, you're like, there's never enough once I have. Like, at some point, you have to accept the reality that you're in, make the best of it, like, keep striving. But there's never going to be, like, a moment where you just never be happy. happy.
1: Yep. I've I've come to terms with the fact that that moment's never going to come. You just have to enjoy messing around with, with random academics on Twitter and TikTok
5: well happiness isn't a state right it's just like a fleeting uh, emotion it's like as a society improving society is more about eliminating miseries like we know what th- what tangible things cause misery you know we you know what war is we know what famine is we know what, what diseases are so we could fight those but to actually make people happy is not uh, it's, it's it's not a real thing um, yeah it's being I mean, entertained I mean, the, I mean, the same it's, as it's like, it's like farming truffles sorry it's like, farming, uh, making someone happy is like farming truffles. We just don't know how to do it. Like, uh, sometimes you get lucky and you find it with the red pig, but let's uh, it. Find a few here and well, there.
10: That's actually something I heard Kelly J. Keane say once. She was like, mm-hmm. is this just that we've reached, like, the top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and now we're sort of, like, finding other things to do?
5: Yeah, there's. I'm sure there's that. Like, boredom, I'm sure, plays a lot into this. Um Like, as was alluded to before by Squid, uh, the socialization online is a thing. And um, yeah, manufacturing problems.
14: Yeah, being entertained might be the same as being happy in a society that glorifies what they see on a screen. You know what I mean? So, like, you're being distracted. Happiness yeah happiness is an emotion, and emotions like you know they're fleeting everyone depression, anxiety, happiness, sadness all these things come and go you know life when it comes to emotions, it's a perpetual roller coaster, so like woman scorn said, and like g j said it's like you know if if your idea of a destination is an emotion, right like oh yeah when i when I become happy then life will be better it's like nah you what you have to do is grasp the moments of happiness that present themselves to you in life whether big or small you know what i'm saying because it's not going to last forever nothing does
2: yeah what, what is happiness if you're actually perpetually happy like the, 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 the concept doesn't make sense to my mind
14: exactly like okay. perpetual happiness sounds like perfection to me And if you're a perfect being, what is there to do? And that's never going to happen.
13: Someone's always going to die. Your cat's going to die or your grandmother's going to die. You're going to be sad at some point in your life.
8: You know, my grandma always used to say, if you don't have anything, you want something. And if you have something, you want everything. Everything.
5: Yeah, there, I think it was one of the Rockefellers. Uh, it was or something. The early ones. He was asked like, "When are you going to stop?" Like, uh, uh, "How much money do you need?" And like his answer was just, "Just one more dollar." You know, just one more dollar.
8: By the way, my There's grandma, time, my yeah. grandma, just one more follow a communist. <laughs> she is still in the in the party. You know, she's in her eighties now. She's never given up. <laughs> I heard the communists in the UK are TERFs now.
6: Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, they announced they
5: published uh, uh, anti gender. Uh, no
2: no grad statement. school for them either. Oh, shucks. Do, you, do communists believe in grad school? I don't. Very little. Um,
8: well, not back in I old grad Slovakia. And they did not really actually believe in higher education because it was the proletariat that were the truly um, uh, virtuous. Uh, yeah, uh,
1: so, like, Cambodia mode?
5: no. Uh, Ma- Ma- China. China mode, yeah. Pretty much.
8: I meant to say proletariat, not proletariat. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, I came across fine. Just sounded like accent. Yeah, I sometimes still translate in my head from Czech to uh, English, even though I've been speaking English since, like, 20 years mm-hmm.
2: ago. <laughs> yeah, it's normal. language are you feeling another year wiser x um i would say so yeah it's it's been it's been quite a year um
1: i think this time last year the there there was the big the big thing happening in in well, I was on, I was on Getter. I had, I had gotten a Twitter account, but then I lost the burner phone it was on, and, which is this account. And then I, so I, d- I didn't realize that it was still occurring people. So I was over on Getter, where, it, where there's like eight people on Getter. I don't know if you've ever been over there, but it's, it's sad.
14: <laughs> I'm just really fascinated at your journey. I was just randomly on Twitter and I noticed you're hosting a space and I was just really happy to see. Because like I said, I've been watching you for a long time. You're probably right about the March 2001 thing where, like, you first started making videos. I definitely yeah, came across right when Super that,
1: Straight happened,
14: right? Right, I definitely came across your content around that time. Yeah. And I, I remember, I
2: didn't.
14: yeah, I remember looking at a couple of vids. I'm like, yes, finally, <laughs> a, 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 glib, a glimpse of logic in this freaking illogical ass world. And then I went on your Twitter. And I noticed you weren't very active on Twitter around, like, 2001. And I'm like, damn, when she finally... I was super new. I was on
1: Facebook from, from 2005 until 2020. And then in late 2020, I downloaded TikTok. And then, and then I went viral in early 2021. And then people were like, you should get a Twitter. And I was like, what the fuck is Twitter? And so I got a Twitter. And then, then started b- archiving stuff on YouTube. And just the rest is history. Now, now, I'm, now I'm everywhere.
14: So, what would you say is, like, from the perspective of someone that makes um content on TikTok? Because you're in a whole TikTok beef right now. That's crazy. But, like...
1: Yeah, it's uh... great. It's so funny. <laughs> I was... I, I cannot ex- convey how funny it was all day today to be doing this. This is, like, exactly what I always wanted to be doing on my birthday. Like, this is the best birthday since at least before COVID. <laughs>
14: So like from a general perspective, my cats were concerned (laughs) from a general perspective, like TikTok specifically, you know what I'm saying? Because lives of TikTok is kind of like the most profound example of what I'm about to ask. But like, how would you feel that TikTok is having an effect on not only children, but how do you feel like it's being used as a proprietary for gender ideology in general?
1: I mean it's it's so powerful, like a lot of people who are not on social media, like they don't they don't know what they're in for. Just never download the app. It's it's a trap. Um, your life will never be the same. You know, you you, when when you actually have the mere neurons of being able to send a short video to somebody else and have that just be a thing and be suggested to you by this, this incredibly powerful algorithm. I remember like before before I was making Turf content, I was mostly just doing linguistics and um there was there was one time where I, I made a comment. What did I do? I, I I was talking about how European colonists didn't famously didn't um, believe that bathing was healthy, so they just didn't bathe. They would just change their clothes instead. There's a whole thing. I'm I'm not I'm not just, just No, I remember that. There's a whole thing, and and uh, some someone was like, "Well, what about Roman baths? How can you say Europeans didn't bathe?" And I was like, well, we weren't colonized by ancient Rome. And like the algorithm routed that video that was like five seconds long to 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 somebody living in Rome, Italy, who then took offense to it. <laughs> it was just like gee in like this like twenty minutes too. So it was just like I just was blown away by how powerful this, this, this technology was and how concerned therefore I was that, that it was in the hands of a private company.
14: Oh man, yeah, that's real.
1: Because, yeah, it's one of those things where where there needs to be a public option, I believe.
14: Bio Walker wants to say something.
11: Hello. Happy birthday, Excellency. Thank you. Just wanted to say happy birthday. and I want to say I'm just, like, enjoying listening to everyone and um, folding laundry and whatnot in the middle of the night. But... I um, wanted to say that I think it's hilarious that you brought up this thing about them being afraid to bathe because it is true <laughs> that in the winter time sometimes they really are afraid to bathe, and I would know. But <laughs> they are actually afraid of catching cold, and they, especially people that live in, like, kind of more isolated communities, mm-hmm. um, depending on where you go, they just, they, they don't want to get their head wet, and they, you know, they will <laughs> They will bidet and wash, you know, their personal areas, but they do get afraid to bathe sometimes.
14: <laughs> Damn! What's your what's your career right now? You talking to biology?
11: Uh, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a biology graduate student.
14: Oh, well, I mean, how do you know so much about the bathing habits?
11: <laughs> uh, because one of my parents is. From Southern Europe. I don't want to give too many details. But...
14: I get it. I get it. I'm just like, damn. Are you a freaking home health aide or something like? <laughs> I don't know Are
11: you, are you
1: are
14: you worried about getting kicked out of
1: graduate school if Dr. Demers finds out that you do you have the wrong beliefs? I, was I mean, this mean like...
11: I mean, I'm pretty. Space. I'm <laughs> she pretty. Probably is. I'm pretty creepy on Twitter, so.
1: She's not responding to videos on TikTok, that's for damn sure. Council I'm just private.
11: gonna say I'm just gonna say it was kinda of pathetic actually seeing her make those comments because it was like she doesn't realize how many people like just follow you to be entertained because you're hilarious. And <laughs> just on top of that, the other stuff is like I mean obviously interesting, but she thinks that you somehow are trolling for a posse on her page when I don't know. It's so dumb. She has no clue. Is all yeah, she, she
1: offered to help me get, a, get a, um, a following. She's like, I can help you with your page. I can help you with your content.
13: She's very tone deaf. Watch, yeah. out. Watch what you post on, on, on social media. Yeah, you think? think? Think before you post. And it's just like, it's
1: like, nobody cares but you. Meanwhile, this is like the most viral post I've ever made in my history of being on social media. It's got like 300,000 views in a day
14: right she's like the, the
1: only one that went that went bigger was one where I, I responded to a falcon flying between two men whose foreheads were touching and said i don't know what gender identity it was just revealed but i'm in favor that was the
14: only one that's beaten this record she's like i'm actually autistic you're not going <laughs> to practicing medicine for much longer she really
11: she really yeah. was kind of unbearable like in the true sense of the word like the laughter just made her look so dumb and so, I don't know, I just couldn't take it.
1: She's got a bit of like a Kamala Harris laugh.
14: <laughs> right, the nervous. She's like an, a, a
1: one-woman one SNL about. skit.
10: It's like the dead eyes, you know, the dead eyes, but the
2: laughter's going and they just look proper mad, like totally unhinged.
14: <laughs> High as balls. It's just ridiculous how how uh how devoted a lot of these people are to being in front of a camera and sharing their woes with random people. You know, like I follow um certain pages like males in disguise or uh valid people taking L's, things things of that sort. And <laughs> I, I see some of these Reddit posts and I'm just like oh my god, every day I think it can't get any worse, some lonely bloke on, on freaking Reddit is is just searching for validation and I'm like, my god, man, like th- this is exactly what people mean when they're like yo, these, these are just a whole bunch of people that have never been told no you know, they've never been told a dissenting opinion, they've never had to you know, challenge themselves in their own thing and You know, just to get into masculinity and femininity real quick, I feel like with feminine energy and more specifically, a lot of women, a lot of women tend to make the mistake of attaching their opinions to themselves, meaning that if you go against their opinion, you're going against the woman. You get it? This is a tactic that I feel like a lot of freaking trans people use where it comes to like, oh, you don't believe in the pseudoscience that I'm bringing to you. You must hate me and want me out of existence. And it's like, no, bro, I'm just. Bro. Well, yeah,
5: but from their from their perspective, they, they've wrapped their whole life around this, you know, so it's like because there's no surprise. And that's kind of the problem, you know, like you devote everything to do to this when when you. When you, when you do that and the, the, what do you expect you're, you're you're asking everyone around you to lie like you're gonna lie like going in you know you're gonna lie to everyone around you you know ask people to you know pretend that they don't know that you know or whatever that, that you're lying to them and um uh
14: the, so yeah obviously you're going against every five of their being yeah, because, exactly yeah. which is why most of them freaking stay on reddit with other freaking mtfs just circle jerking each other all day bro like oh you look pretty first day on hrt guys how do i look like oh you look stunning queen like what the hell and it's this old, <laughs> nice, balding dude with glasses with a fucking five o'clock shadow you know what i'm saying gut hanging out of his crop top and skirt and these guys are just telling each other every day you look fabulous i'm just like man I couldn't tell. I have no idea. No idea what sex you are. Nobody else does either. You're right. Yeah, Bi- totally... Billions of years, we were just taking guesses. All of civilization <laughs> has been fucking, and we didn't know what they were. We were just taking a guess. Well, when that's, that's what they'll came say.
1: Off, they'll, they'll, they'll be like, 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 Native Americans had no idea that there were two sexes until white people showed up and told them.
11: That is so it's, offensive.
13: They, they were just, so they were just so humping disgusting. random objects. And history disproves the them. You yeah. can tell from like other civilizations, the Japanese were having geishas and and samurais for the longest time. You know e- egyptian hieroglyphics were showing males and females like really well, right and, it and, and it other civilizations, them
5: by being other civilizations you know they have to reproduce somehow
14: and it's not like they didn't know what Bro, they were doing forget it's about to, the you know. traditions that these civilizations practice what
10: forget you said about, about never having to have your opinions challenged like I, I give you a little anecdote i went to law school and one day, like everyone had to give presentations, and then everyone was expected to ask questions at the end of everyone's presentations and When people asked questions uh, people gave the presentation, I was asking questions because nobody else in the room was and uh, so I was asking everybody questions and then so when it came time for me to do my little thing, everybody wanted to ask a question to like get me back and it was like very funny in my eyes because everybody was like, "I'm going to get mine back on her," but I was actually prepared for the answers but after like three people asked a question. The le- lecturer stepped in and was like, "No, I'm not going to have anybody bullied in my classroom." And I was like, "They're not bullying me. They're asking me questions. You know, part of the thing." is like, "No, I will not have it. I'm just sitting there thinking like these people are going to be in a courtroom, <laughs> have their quest Like, this is law school. This isn't like, what are we doing here? If we can't challenge you? Right. and I'm telling you, I'm not bullied. I don't need you to come in and save me. Like, I'm prepared for all of these answers. I think you're just right. scared."
1: You're too scared yeah, like, to admit how bullied you feel. You don't feel well, safe. I'm a
10: woman, so I am oppressed, you know. But, like, I was I just like, are you serious? These people are going to have to face this in their real life. But, the, but they, the amount of incompetent people that come out of law school, was is just mind-blowing to me, because they never had to have their things challenged. Like, And even being asked questions. Like, I remember one day a girl cried because I I questioned her on because I knew they were self-reported surveys that she was using. And I was like, "That's just not reliable data." And she cried, and I was like, "Okay, uh, what what are we doing?"
6: What are yeah,
14: that guy is was failing? definitely going to jail as soon as the judge saw her crying. He's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> you are not defending that person in any way if you're caught crying in court.
10: Well, like, yeah, it was just it was just such a blatant like, because this girl was saying, you know, like four out of five women are sexually assaulted on university campuses and i was like that's just obviously not true <laughs> just like oh why would anybody come here if there was yeah. an 80 percent chance of being sexually assaulted like, this is not reliable data and so she cried maybe i'm a bit abrupt <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time like this is it, you're supposed to be challenged here I, that was, I was completely lacking in my whole i just checked out because i was like oh okay we're, we're not we're not challenging anything here everything i um, like a Feminist undertone and intersectionality built in, and I was like, we can't question it. So,
13: radio. On I'll
14: the bright on side, say something real quick.
13: I was just gonna say that on the bright side, uh, a lot of courtroom battles will be really short. All a lawyer has to say is, "No, no, she's bullying. She's bullying my client. It needs to stop."
10: <laughs> yeah, uh, I should go and sit in some more courtrooms of young lawyers. <laughs> Bro, I can't wait for
14: the 2025 season of Judge Judy.
1: She is my hero. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like I... uh, JoJo has their hand up. Oh, sorry to interrupt. No, okay. go. See that's been up for a while.
9: Yeah, hi. I just wanted to go back to the, the validation of them. Um, you know that the um, It's ma'am dude? You know, yeah, like, um, yeah. Um, I found his Facebook not long after I saw that, and he posted, you know, like, um, "Tell me I'm pretty," which you know, not surprising, but the amount of women that validated him—a man that's gone viral for that, you know, for that video of how he was—and it you also- mean that feminine display, yeah. <laughs> And just to see, you know, I'm not shocked by him posting, you know, tell me I'm pretty, but just all these women just telling him how stunning and beautiful and brave he was. And I'm like, yeah, I know that happens, but, like, this guy's literally gone viral for, like, have you, you know, like, really? Are you okay with that? But no, they'll just validate, validate, validate. It's crazy.
1: They have social problems, and they know know what their line is, and they like knowing what their line is because they hate, like, the fact that they have social problems. That's my theory.
10: But I also have a theory, and this might be very unpopular, especially if there's any feminists in the space, but I have a theory that women do this to each other a lot. Like, they lie to each other a lot. Like, you'll see if something happens with a boyfriend or something and any outsider is sitting there thinking, like, oh, what he did was not that serious. Every girl around her, in some circles, not all, not all, but they'll be like, you don't deserve that. You are so amazing. You are so stunning. You are so brave. Like, ditch him. You're so much better than that. Instead of just being like, okay, like, do you think there's a logical way that you can work this out, maybe have a conversation with him? They just sort of, like, create this bubble of lies around them about how stunning and amazing they are. So I think they're just, in their world, they do view these men as women and they're just including them in that ongoing, like, lie that a lot of women do to one another. Same as, like, they put on an ugly dress and everyone's like, oh, they're so amazing, you look amazing, that's so great. It's like, no, you don't. I I would want my friends to say, no, you don't, get changed. I wouldn't want them to be like,
1: yeah, that's so. Oh, you're beautiful.
14: Yeah, that's the patriarchy at work.
1: You don't, you don't want to end up like Dylan Mulvaney,
14: right? Gotta protect. He's gonna look
1: more and more like Caitlyn Jenner as he ages, and it's, it's not, it's, it's it's gonna be grotesque.
14: And hilarious. If, if, if Caitlyn goes back to Bruce, all this transgender shit crumbles tomorrow. No. Yeah, Mad Queen had something to say as well.
12: Oh, yeah. I was going to say, did y'all see that TikTok where that girl was, like, crying in her closet because she got misgendered and it looked like she was, like, pooping? (laughs) (laughs) That was hysterical. (laughs) I watched that, like... She
1: had a giant face. Like, her hair-to-face ratio was off because she was trying to have a man haircut.
12: Yeah, but that's doesn't, doesn't hilarious. See well. yeah. I, I can't feel bad for you. It's this crazy. is the worst pain I've ever worst. experienced. Yeah, no, I had the same that response. Is great I had the life. same fucking response. It was like, life. Jesus <laughs> Christ.
11: But the I, euphoria music on top of it is what was the real cherry <laughs> on the cake. <laughs>
9: I'm so sad for her that that's on the net forever. You know, one day, you know, you, you know, you get to a point where you go, oh, that was really fucking stupid. I forget that ever happened. But when it's on the internet, you know, like, cringe, man. I feel sorry for her. I really do. When <laughs> she wakes up and sees it for what it is, it's just going to be like, oh, my fucking God, that's on the net forever. You know, people I'm, like that. I feel a bit sorry
12: for them at times. Yeah, but the thing is, is that there's... Not always this mental state they're in where they're, like, fetishizing being pathetic. And they, like, see, like, value in it. And it's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. They romanticize and, like, prop it up. Um, And, like, the narcissism of going... I've cried about some dumb fucking shit, okay? But, like, the only time I'm telling the internet about it is to, like, drag myself. Like, you know, these, these people... They're doing it unironically. They're like doing it for attention. It's oh god. I've and I've seen a lot of videos like that. I have I have one, actually.
14: <laughs> but now it's I so wanna fun. ask all of y'all something. Like, what do y'all think where do y'all think the desire to be a part of something bigger than yourself comes from? Cause like there's so many angles to this shit, right? Like Religion is the number one uh, example I like to use. And again, like for all the people in this space, I do not want to come off as offensive or insensitive to, you know, religious practices and beliefs. Like, I respect all that shit. But what I'm asking is, where does that desire come from? You feel me? Because I like just for me as an example, I can look at the practices of one religious belief, like Christianity, um, Islam. Uh, Hinduism. I can look at these things from all different sects and then decide which things make the most sense in all of these and then choose to, you know, practice my life how I want to, as opposed to just joining this one sect, you know, and just aligning myself with everything with this set. You know what I'm saying? Because there come some problems with it, but the problems aren't even the, the point. I'm just talking about the desire to even want to do that in general. And, you know, for for this topic of conversation, it's the trans ideology. Because, again, like we were talking about, the youth is impressionable. They get on these social media apps and they see what a quote-unquote wonderful time the the trans community is having. So then they feel inclined to want to join these things. Not so different from religion. Not so different from political ideologies. You know what I'm saying? It's just ideology in general. So what do y'all think uh, causes that desire in people?
6: I
2: think people don't want to die, and so they want to feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves, and that we evolved to
1: be social creatures. And so we, we associate being part of a group as being less likely to die. And being part of an ideology is being like a way to
2: survive your own death, in a way. Because you might die, but it'll live on. It's called terror management theory. I didn't come up with it.
14: That's an interesting way of looking at it. I'm just
13: thinking that in a similar line of Igzolansik's uh, way of thinking, uh, people are just social creatures. They want a group to belong. They need a tribe. So you find the tribe where you think you belong and you, you try to, you don't want to be ousted. Like if you're the outsider, that's the worst thing uh, for, that can happen to you. So what do you do? You, you bend. And that's with any tribe. It can be I, whatever tribe you name, Christianity or this even this gender ideology, uh, you'll be ousted, you'll be cancelled. That's that's the nature of the beast, in my opinion. Simone, you
2: have your hand up. Oh hi, yeah, uh, I'm going
4: back a, a little. While. Yeah, that's a really interesting conversation. I think I, I think it's definitely it's it's social, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You need to belong, but also young people um, are are individualizing strongly from their parents, so that they, they also need an oppression. A group to fall into where they can have a brave status and a powerful status. You know, you just want to be in with the cool kids as well. So they're particularly vulnerable to that belonging and and committing to um to the oppression Olympics, I suppose. So it it is such a such a vulnerable time for for young people. So yeah, they are seeing trans people having these wonderful fabulous lives but they're also seeing them horribly oppressed so they want a piece of that and um yeah but I want to go back to you know um when Jojo was talking I was just looking at your profile picture and we're talking about how we laugh at you know you can just leave these men we lie to these men and say that they look great when um they look ridiculous and there's a picture of you and your expression on your face at As as a bridesmaid at a wedding, it's just priceless. It's like almost like what am I doing here, right? Why do I care about this patriarchal shit? Why am I a fucking bridesmaid? But also what what your face looks like when you're forced to look at these guys in those tiny tube tops with their hairy guts hanging out, you know. And I hate judging people by their appearances, but the blatant lies that we tell them. So everyone should just go and look at Jojo's profile picture because her expression is just priceless and you'll enjoy it. And also it's to a woman's mood. mood. Yeah, the current
6: mood. mood. Yeah. And
4: women, women scorned. I really like that you are bringing up how this echoes what women do to each other, but just to... To clarify that um, it's a totally okay feminist thing to it to um, say like you shouldn't be shouted down by feminists or proper feminists for saying it, because feminism is the practice of ana- of analyzing precisely those dynamics and why women are the ones who do do the sort of enforce the female socialization under patriarchy. so, you know, you shouldn't be frightened and if it, uh, of, of making that point, right? And if femi- any feminist, anyone calls themselves a feminist, comes at you and says you shouldn't say that about women, they're really not worth their salt because it's a really important feminist analysis to understand that this is about socialization, not biological determinism. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. And happy birthday to Lexa like, Lantzic, and it's wonderful to um, speak yeah, with you.
14: happy birthday. Happy Yay. birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday.
1: Happy birthday. I was born in the year of the rabbit, and this is the year of the rabbit again, which means I'm 24. It's a joke you'll only get if you know the Chinese calendar. <laughs>
11: well,
10: glad who was that who was was the speaking? Birthday. Sorry, the can I? Oh, sorry. No, carry on. Who, who was that that just said that last comment okay.
4: oh it's me simone
10: awesome thank you um i yeah, just no, i no, just followed I, you oh awesome i'll follow you back um yeah i um i'm so new to actually like I, i've i been observing everything like this for so long but i'm new to coming in and like one of the things i've found just so striking is the infighting going on because like you have to have you know, each group has their. You know, it's almost like more forms of religion. Like this is what we think, and but I I agree. Like I I don't identify as a feminist myself, but I yeah I would think that the purpose of it is to bring women up, and I don't think the way that you can do that is by lying. I think you have to address what's actually going on. And I totally agree with what you said that like we're in the enforcers. Um yeah, I think that a lot of you know in modern day times a lot of the, the strife that women have got themselves in is sort of um
6: a cell phone
10: sorry that's my little ones just got up
6: yeah
12: and i'm tired of it to be honest like i'm pissed off about it i don't really care if it's good feminine or not.
14: <laughs> yeah because it's like even if we decide to play along with you well now you're just an ugly woman and i don't want to date you you know, like, if you want me to believe you're a woman so bad, okay, cool. But now you have no social interaction, you have no uh, sexual interaction, nobody wants to date you because you're essentially playing a long game of pretend, and you've just put yourself at a disadvantage, so... This is, you're just
1: respect? being cis-normative, cis-sexist, you need to unlearn your assumptions about what women look like, and, and, and integrate how men look.
14: Nah, that man is an ugly
1: dick, bro. <laughs> part of, I think part of
10: the transgender stuff too is that we seem to have completely eliminated the mother from women. Like, there's no discussion about how fundamental the role of mother is because there's this whole like, oh, well, we can, we we don't need men anymore because we can have our buy our own purses and all this sort of stuff. It's like, yeah, but for most women, like, that is a fundamental. Part of being a woman, and when you have detached the mother part of it, well, what does it matter if you have a cock and balls and you don't have a uterus? Like you're just like all the other women who aren't reproducing, and that's not, a, you know, an attack on anyone who chooses not to reproduce. Blah blah blah. But like, when you remove that whole part of being a woman from the conversation at all, as though like in some way, if you're going to be a wife and a mother, you're, you know, or or just a mother, that you're sort of perpetuating some sort of
14: P- 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 they're product. not mothers. They're birth givers. You bigot. Yeah, right. Sorry, I'm
1: They just they they want to they want to farm women for for that unique capacity, and and then and then allow men to pretend to be mothers and and sell the babies that result oh, from from the birth giving. France, but I'm but fundamentally, it. I think there are a lot of like we need we need to reclaim the idea that women are better at that, and that that's it's okay to admit that 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 we're just we did evolve to do that. <laughs> If We need to stop, well, really we just stop being embarrassed by the fact that we evolved to do this and that thing. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean They're that we need to be slaves to egg. our biology.
14: They're well, Louise on. Perry's got a new
10: podcast that she calls, like, Mother Maid, uh, Maiden Mother Matriarch or something. Because she's like, there's these, you know, three distinct stages of being a woman, like, or progression of what a woman can be. That, like, we seem to just completely eliminate that. And we seem so, like, focused on the hypersexual 19-year-old version of a woman um that like you completely eliminate all that and then yeah well I guess again a a man can be that version of what we've created for ourselves no I can't
12: I mean that that's ridiculous I I, I, I don't don't mean
6: that
10: (laughs) I don't mean they actually can I mean like if you believe that that's all a woman is then well I guess anybody could become that in theory
6: yeah, but to they,
12: me, they, it's so, rather they tragic. They be so cool. They're like, oh, I want to be that. And then they don't know, like, the reality of, like, dealing with all that shit, especially at that age. They'll never understand that.
14: It's only to a me- matter of time before 60-year-old men are talking about having quinceañeras and shit. I think oh, it's they're already tragic.
3: definitely
13: doing that. It's yeah, rather tragic that...
1: they are definitely
13: doing that. No. So sorry to interrupt, but I think it's rather tragic when people are, like... Well, yeah, I'm just like an infertile woman. It's like, how insulting and how sad that, like, actually women have this problem. They have to go to the doctors to, to try and get this fixed. And you have these people who are males who are saying, oh, I'm just like that. No, you're not. And you'll never know what that's like. Like, stop.
14: Right. They'll say that, oh, because some women can't give birth and blah, 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 then you know, giving birth isn't what it means to be a woman, but they remove the fact that they're designed to give birth. So if they can't do that function, then that's a matter of, you know, a medical tragedy or what have you. But you not being able to give birth does not also make you a a, a woman with a disability. Like, it's just so stupid.
10: Well, I think excellent like, is it's called like the fallacy of the beard or something where it's like oh if you if you take a a man and you say he's got like three hairs on his face, is that is that a beard no and ten no a hundred no, and like if you said ten thousand it's like, well, yeah, that's a beard is that like, but somewhere in the middle there it goes from not a beard to a beard, but just because there's not a like strict defining line that's what they've tried to do is like confuse it so like all that language about. Oh, some women can't give birth. It's just to confuse the idea of what a woman is. But well, we all know what a woman is. But it's that like, all these language games to try and confuse. It's like, well, where does a woman become a woman? It's like, no, we just know. Like we, we know. We don't need to confuse it.
6: But they don't I think you're bringing up an interesting
12: category.
14: Yeah, Biowalker. What were you gonna say? Uh Simone had her hand up as well.
4: Um, yeah, I mean but well, you know, uh, not all women give birth, but only women give birth. That's the point.
1: It's really I that didn't simple. Know my I
11: was on no, was they're right. gonna
1: they're gonna put uteruses in the trans women
11: any day now. Yeah, sure, but I mean just this let is, is kind of experimenting
1: to on fetuses we expect to live. Just stop just just IRB is on Doctor Demer's side. You just let, let them do whatever.
4: Yeah, totally, and they love doing the, their vile experimentation. But this will sort of all blow over. But yeah, just back when Squid was talking about, like, yeah, but now you, you have this surgery and and you're still repulsive and no one wants to date you.
14: Um, you're right, you're just an ugly woman now. Like, okay, you're a woman. You've completed your goal, but you're not. Yeah, to- but
4: I mean, this is why now this is like. I mean, okay, I come I come at this from a very specific angle, being. Um, a formerly prostituted woman, is that we just buy all of that and there is a, a cast of people in a pool that you can have sex with and everyone is so hyper-individualised that all your sexual needs are taken care of because, you know, sex workers work, right? Right. So you can just go and buy whatever you want. You can buy this, this uh, so-called intimacy. I mean, of course, it's not intimacy. Don't get me wrong. Prostitution is just, you know, sexual abuse. But you buy it the way you order a child. This is all built on the capital of female bodies. So as Woman scorn was talking about motherhood and things like that being outsourced. It's not that complicated. Like I'm not, I'm not outraged at, at. Um, my special motherhood status being removed from me, I, I, because it's just ridiculous.
1: It can't be right, you know. You just, <laughs> just don't want to be. be farmed, like you don't want women I
4: mean, to, yeah, I mean, to be seen I as don't. the assets
1: of a patriarchy.
4: Exactly, and I just and, and with this movement, we're often ignoring the fact that they. This is back to back the same lobby group that is calling for the decriminalisation of johns and pimps all over the world and that we need to decriminalize all the prostituted people and make sure that we actually criminalize the men doing this. Like you can't have a sex trafficking without
1: having the demand of these guys. Yeah, if, so, if sex well, yeah, work if is work, then your grandma or mother or aunt will have to get a job at the brothel if she wants unemployment.
4: Look, yeah, just if qualified sex for if that is job. work, rape, rape is just theft, right? And it also means that anyone will get... If we will so, if we're so self-absorbed in in our delusions about our bodies, about where who we are, the bodies that we live in, how they look, um, we will just outsource that delusion to to saying, "Well, it doesn't matter if nobody really loves me because I can pay someone to really love me." I mean, that's not a life, right? It is not a life for anybody. I mean, it's a very patriarchal life, and it's a, but it's a very deluded life, isn't it? And it always involves the uh, pecuniary instability of another group of people. But then the I women, heard.
12: like, they can't have normal lives, and they can't have normal relationships, all the women who are uh, being raped for this purpose. So it's really interesting how it only seems to go towards males. Oh, we're just totally second-class citizens.
4: People are yeah. shocked when I say that women shouldn't be moving over, you know, to giving over female spaces to men. It's so like, yeah, but what? What are the, what are these vulnerable men going to do? and I'm actually talking about really vulnerable men, like men men that are vulnerable that I care about, who are vulnerable. I'm like, How why? But no, no, I but that doesn't. Man. Well, no, there are vulnerable men. I've met vulnerable men, like especially in in pros- in the prostitution system, but not there exclusively. Like fifteen year old boys are vulnerable. Sixteen year old boys are vulnerable. Sixteen um, year old gay boys are vulnerable. Um, so, but the automatic assumption is that that we will love them in with girls, and it is astonishing to just about every woman and man that I meet when I when I say to them, "No, we don't put them in female spaces." They go, "What?" Of course we do. They're vulnerable. <laughs> of course they should be housed with women
11: in juvenile That A- Adult, vulnerable
4: absolutely. human. Oh, absolutely. right. and I just, it's, it, it's almost offensive. That's how the socialisation works. That's how patriarchy works so perniciously and insidiously. Because if we follow Maslow's hierarchy, we need to belong to survive. And you don't belong and survive if you don't do female socialisation properly. You know, it's it's really dangerous for women to say no, or to be perceived to be saying no.
14: I am still so weak at adult vulnerable human. That's really what it is. That is the new woman definition: adult yep. vulnerable. <laughs> oh
12: but no, these dudes are not. A lot of them are not vulnerable. They're just masturbators, like chronic.
14: Pointer. Bro, and then isn't Shadow it? So discussion emerges for miss Coon? Like, the first thing these people will do when they get into the female bathroom is jerk the fuck off in the mirror. And I'm like, bro.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it was like, it was like Eli Rubashkin, like, in his, his manic seven-hour space. Like, being like, okay, guys, I'm just going to go pee. Just guys, keep talking. I love you. Psss. Ew, <laughs> Ew.
2: Ew. Everyone phone was like, uh,
1: um, can life. anyone else co-host? Can anyone else DM? Can someone, can some, uh, <laughs> oh,
2: You poor thing. Right oh, I'm there. so glad I missed that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I muted that the 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 actual noise of it in my my roundup of um, all the violence that happened over the last two weeks in in turf activism.
14: Yeah, that uh, shit was so sad. What happened to Billboard Chris, yo? I'm like, damn. Man, yeah. There is so many. They threw him like a rag doll. Yeah, and then they're like, oh well, he. He's not it. a
1: small guy. He's not a small guy.
14: Yeah, which shows his humility, <laughs> right? Like he let that happen to him. He could have easily punched the shit out of that fucking blonde wig man. You know, but that that uh, would have defeated the point.
12: He does that shit on purpose. He <laughs> goes out there and does it. And
1: it worked. Why is everyone really like, oh he he went there just to cause a confrontation? Yeah, so what? What's why I got in got in a fight with Dr. Demers? It wasn't to avoid a confrontation. <laughs>
14: Yeah, you really do have to be built for this type of work.
13: It's fun. It's so much fun. <laughs>
14: I admire <laughs> I po-
6: birthday.
13: Posey Parker is my hero. I love her.
1: Yeah, she's great. It's been such an honor to meet her. I'm glad I'm glad that she just wasn't like a South Korean crowd crushed in that, that mob.
2: That was insane.
14: Shout out to everybody in this space though. I didn't know X had a lot of uh listeners like this. You got you got a lot of people that love you, X. Happy birthday again.
1: Thank you. Thank you for everyone to come in and helping me round out my night. This seriously, it was a wonderful freaking day. I had so much fun going after her, coming up with my my draft complaints, making making the video responses, watching it go viral, watching everybody like like I, I had people commenting that I haven't heard I never thought that they would ever comment anything I've ever posted ever again. Showing up just because we had that, that much of a reach. It was like, it was a great day and for her to be like, no one cares about you.
2: <laughs> I never so was surprised after that. <laughs> anyway,
1: your, your, your total That's point is to perfect. It was a perfect. perfect birthday. I don't want to jinx it. I just have 51 minutes left. But
13: <laughs> I, I don't want to sound like other people, but I, I just like watching you slay.
1: Slay! Santa and his sleigh. I just I I spell it as S O E I G H every time. I so feel like we start like, talking about how Ron DeSanta is going to slay this ho- this uh, holiday presidency.
14: I feel like X's humor comes from the fact that like she's she understands that like it's not that serious, but people take her very very seriously so like she's just having fun with it because you know what you're talking about X. like you know the truth so like you don't have any reason to really get so agitated and vicious as these other people do when you're just presenting normal facts so that that way the humor can come out because they're reacting so viciously and you're just like um okay i guess
1: yeah no i mean i I feel like if 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 people laugh it helps them remember better helps people stay chill but but also it actually does get the learning in and so I don't really understand the whole the whole power game kind of thing because I feel like I could just wait until until I can crack my next joke. I'm I'm not trying to <laughs> control right. other people. But I've worked with a lot of kids and a lot of people with brain injuries who so
14: have no idea what's going on. They're like, I'm gonna get you fired.
1: <laughs> Good luck. You guys can't even figure out where I work. You've been trying for over a year. You've started just saying I'm unemployed. Whoever heard of an unemployed speech pathologist in California?
2: That's not a thing.
14: <laughs> Biowalker, women's scorn. I, I know the earlier comment about like someone pretending to be a different age was a joke, but there was someone who did that, I want to say it was Sweden, who was like 60 and just went on a dating app and decided to self-identify as 45 because age is a social construction.
9: There's a few of those floating around. Quite a few of them. I'm a little girl with Stephanie. Steph e comes to oh, mind.
0: Yes, yes,
9: um, yes. With the the his adoptive air quote parents raping you know air quote raping him and all that sort of sick, you know. But they just I just want to they're all just they're earlier. all just so you know oppressed and darling and angels and. As soon as they've done a frock, men aren't a threat, you know? Random men that we don't know are not a threat. We should just trust them all. They've got, you know, got their lippy on, right? It's all good. Well, I, I, I wrote a,
10: an article about
9: this topic, and like,
10: I, I, I have to pull it up, I, but this statistic blew my mind. I'll try and find it while I'm talking. The other thing, well, the reason I had my hand up before was that – um. Sometimes I've never been a religious person, but sometimes I think like the only thing that's going to override this is some sort of like very prescriptive religion. But this stat blew my mind. This came from the the UK, the Ministry of Justice Statistics, so it's not some quacky thing. Anyway, but the the rates of those, this is people who are incarcerated, right? The rates of those who committed at least one sexual offence for the prison population for women was 3.3%. For men was sixteen point eight percent, and for those who identified as transgender women was fifty eight point nine percent. But like, like that's I had to go back and check it like three times because I was like, that cannot be right. It's so disproportionately high.
1: Dr. Dr. Demers is is calculating who she's got has to go after to to get that statistic reduced.
6: Yeah, yeah, but,
10: like, when when they say, like, oh, well, as soon as they say that they're a woman, then their
9: male pattern violence goes away. It's like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> In fact, it's I It's because they I, were always a woman. It. That, you know, yeah. that, that serves them about that. You know, I was always a woman, so I'm not male socialised.
10: But something has to account <laughs> for that statistic. So, like, could you maybe say that, okay, well, transgender people perhaps more likely to up in prison as a population i don 't know what the statistics are for
1: that, but could it be, be they have a sexual pathology well, and they 're like bonding with other people by talking about their genitals and how they feel about them
10: that that 's sort of an occam 's razor response <laughs> If you wanted
1: to <laughs> i 'm good at those
10: yeah if you wanted to sort of like you have to come up with some explanation for that, and i 'm sure that their explanation would be some level of oppression or that they 're more likely to be in I don't know, sex work and... I, I have no idea. Yeah, like,
6: they
12: do use that a lot. They say they're more likely level? to be raped than to rape.
10: 16.8% for men and 589 Like, it's not... It's more than double. It's nearly triple. Like, it's, it's a significant disproportionate rate. And yet we're all supposed to buy that, like, no, they are really like women and that they're not more prone to be violent. And for a long time, I thought, yeah, like it's not just that they're equivalent to men, because I've heard a lot of people say that too, like they have equivalent. It, it appears that they're much more likely to be sexually violent. And then when you also, sorry, the other thing I just want to point in there, when you also factor in, and it's difficult to get at like actual ranges of you know, the conviction rate and all that's very muddled, but like when you consider that there is a low conviction rate for sexual offences. That becomes even more staggering because it's like, well, if you look at the male population, you can infer that more than 16.8% have been sexually violent in their time but probably weren't convicted for it because it's really hard to convict for. How many more in the trans women population are sexually violent and haven't been convicted and aren't showing up on that stat?
2: That's terrifying. And that's got to be a red flag.
14: Men are terrifying. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, the kids. ones
2: we
9: don't know and trust, yeah. You know? They're special <laughs> it's men. It's um, potluck when you go out into the world, you know, and we're just supposed to let these men come in our spaces. We're fine, we're fine, you know. Yeah. You know, <coughs> excuse me. Um, they, they, you know, I, I laugh at the argument they use that, you know, um, is your toilet at home sex segregated? No. You know, what the fuck are you on about? Why are you worrying? do you let the general public come into your toilet? <laughs> exactly. Public. It's not the gotcha peep they think it is.
4: It's like that was one of the most yeah, bizarre yeah. things I've ever heard. So like, well of course I let, I let males I know use my bathroom, for God's sake, they can shower in there. And like when it, when I was in prostitution, of course, I we sh- I shared space with men all the time, I'm transsexual men, right? We yeah. sort of like we, we, we had each other's backs in that regard, like you know, there's competition as well. Don't get me wrong. Men and women fighting a lot and it's not pleasant and it's violent. You know, this is all about catering to violent males and, and the reason. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, it's that of course you don't just let in your private bathroom at home, only your friends or your, your male relatives are coming in. And then, of course, some asshole who doesn't care about women otherwise will say that, that, that well, quite accurately, that the most dangerous place for women is in the home. Like, you well, know, that's quite and irony as, irony if, as if that's an argument to say, well, you know, the old man beats me, so I may as well let some
9: random men in as well. That makes <laughs> sense. Makes sense to me, Simone. But there's an irony too because for a lot of domestic
10: violence um, victims, <laughs> One of the safe spaces that they often have in their home is a bathroom because it usually has a lock. So it's quite often a refuge in times of trouble. It's quite often like somewhere that they feel safe when they get because they have a lock. Like if you hear a lot of accounts, it'll often include a bathroom because it is significant to them. So like the idea that it's like, there's just some irony there for me that this is often also a refuge, for, which you try and explain to people. It's like, well, if you're in a nightclub, and a man is, like, being very untoward and you're afraid. Where, where's the first place you go? You generally go to the bathroom because you know you're going to be met with a whole lot of women, and if you need assistance, they'll assist you, and, you know, but, but now you can just walk in. <laughs> now we can wow. just follow you in. It's so, oh. Lonely. It's so po. It's really poignant,
4: actually. It's just poignant, you know, when you think about that, about how, um, how terrible some, some of our lives are. Anyway,
1: sorry. Happy birthday. <laughs> a fun <good> night. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> I'm eating chocolate ice cream now. I figured that's the perfect way to, to proceed. It's chocolate ice cream. It's a tough choice between that and no ice cream.
15: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a really <laughs> good, good thing.
14: Yeah, it's hard to remind yourself that. As much as often as we see this stuff, it's not most of the world, you know what I'm saying? And that's easy to fall into believing that, you know what I'm saying? You go on Twitter and then you see some dude talking about, oh, well, lesbians should be more into girl dick or some other stupid (laughs) shit like that, and then you're like, you know, oh my god, I really hope this isn't this is just what's taking over right now and this ideology is just undefeatable but as you can see from spaces like this you know from the videos that you see where the parents are going to the school board and just like yeah y'all can't keep doing this selling porn to my kids in the library like you know you you do remember that there is a very large slither of hope for all of us, you know, because we're not going down without a fight. You know, the people who understand the very clear implications of biology and how it protects us, you know, we're, we're not just going to let this go. You know, because w- what are they like? 3% of the population? 0.3? What, what's the numbers on that?
1: Um, I think uh, Biowalker and a Urine Trance, I'm not sure who was first, but you guys have your hands up.
11: I was just curious if anybody knew what happened to Chris, because some people were talking about people blaming him for the assault. I yeah, Megan Murphy was, like,
1: talking, talking, saying that, like, posting about it, being like, well, he shouldn't have gone to a trans rally. Like, what? It's a
2: park.
12: Uh, she has some history with him that I would urge y'all to take a gander at, because it doesn't make him look very good. So I think I get where she's coming from. I'm just going to come out and say that.
11: I was just curious how the police had handled it.
2: They didn't. That's the point. Yeah, they didn't do anything. They rolled their window up. I think that's really crucial to look at the,
4: the position of the authorities' behaviour in all of this, no matter how you feel about any of the people involved, about Posey Parker, about Billboard Chris, about whoever is being attacked. It is what the, what the police are, are doing and not doing. And what our politicians are doing and not doing, like Dan Andrews, the Premier of Victoria, is just disgusting. They're all disgusting. Uh, you know, the left wing and the right wing both came out against the women.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's yeah, like, no, you know, everybody funny. has a history, uh, but at some point, you know, the, we, we need to have a system where you can be treated fairly based on what happened in the most recent incident without regard for the history.
12: Well, yeah, that that's, a lot of people are urging for that. She just took a different view, which I think is okay. I would, I don't know if y'all watched that video that that guy posted, but it's pretty fucking bad. Which one? Um, the one that everyone has been retweeting. I mean, I can put it up in the thing.
1: Is this the where the the guy that that told Chris to go fuck himself talks to some woman about Scientology?
12: That yeah.
1: one? Yeah, I watched. I watched like half of that. It. it just it all it all seemed like this was a long time ago.
12: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well. I don't know. I think it's sad.
1: I haven't finished it. Maybe maybe there's more in the second half that, that, that I haven't gotten to yet.
12: Yeah, it made me really uh, upset, I guess, because like, he has been, I don't know, and I don't think it is like a long time ago. Like I think it's been continuing, but if there are women in the movement who have been complaining about it, too. Um, they were in the comments of the video talking about it. So,
1: I can go check out the comments. Like I said, I haven't, I haven't finished it. I've been meaning to. I was watching it on the subway the other day. I want to give it a good airing because I, I definitely respect all the people that are talking about it. I want to understand the situation. But I'm also somebody where, where you know, pe- people can say a lot of, lot of stuff about me from not even nearly as far as long ago as that seemed to be based on my initial impression from the part, part of the video. So... I just want to keep it open mind.
12: Oh, yeah, I mean, that makes sense.
2: I do believe that people can change. You're in a trance. Do you want to say something?
7: Hi. I was just thinking about uh, what happened with Chris and what happened with Kelly J. Cain in Australia when she was here and in New Zealand. Like, the police, their job is to, no matter if they agree with the person or not, their job is to keep the peace. Their job is to protect their citizens. Like, the police have been so indoctrinated. Like, you see in the UK how they have all these workshops about inclusion, and they're wearing rainbow lanyards. I mean, it's an absolute joke. Um, Yeah, it's just so disappointing. Like, whether you agree with Billboard Chris or not, he... He, like, okay, yeah, he was there to provoke, but you can't... She, the person lays hands on. That should be game over. Yeah. yeah fucked
2: up.
1: They, were, they were surrounding him and getting into his physical space and, and making some physical contact with him. And so I believe that he was justified in, in um, pushing back slightly. Like, that's a proportional self-defense to end the unwanted contact the non-consensual mm-hmm. contact and then the other person escalated
13: it by like throwing him across the park he was trying to be in an interview right he was trying to answer a question and the other guys were like f you f you f you and it's like excuse me can i please answer the question and like this guy kept on getting in his face so uh, i right. see it as justified as well yeah, it's, at some point you
1: have the right to defend yourself from the threat of assault. If somebody's, if people are getting that close to you that you can't physically move, you're being falsely imprisoned, and you have the right to actually push your way out of that.
12: I think a lot of the issues. He said, like, he said some really horrible things about feminists, and he said like some very oh yeah, he does not like feminists at all. He said some very condescending things about like women who are scared to go out there and be there, and he's very like. Oh, like, almost, like, nastily patronizing about it, but then he wants all the support when he, like, gets in a situation. You know, um, I'm sure he was a lot more ready to get in that situation than this uh, 70-something-year-old who got punched in the face or whatever. And so it's, like, clearly a real fear for women that if they go out there, they're going to face violence. It's not going to be violence that they're, like, seeking either, like him, which, you know, I, I... Get that he does that for the movement, but that is a different thing than what a lot of women want. And then he wants everyone to like, just like support him. But he's real nasty to us. Uh, so I don't, I like. Of course, I don't, I don't like care about the people on the other side either. I'm not like, <laughs> I don't care. Um, like I don't think they're justified or whatever. I, I guess I just don't really like, care about. <laughs> 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 either, I don't. Find, it's like a vi- two pieces of shit. I'm sorry.
6: <laughs> no, I, I, I
12: didn't. he get into like French media or something? Though I don't know. He he got into some weird stuff, but I. Oh god. Well, the exasperation of
4: that, I don't know. The way you said that was hilarious. Like, oh, God, I'm so over this. (laughs) Just feel a bit of solidarity there.
7: I I think it's just worrying that uh, anyone who speaks out about this, the police will not protect. Like, whether it's him or the women in New Zealand, that's the worrying thing. I mean you know, he can do what he wants, but, uh, you know, but, but us women, we can't exercise our right to speak about this without violence. And if if violence, you know, is laid upon us, we have no protection. The police will just turn a blind eye.
2: Yeah, I think that's yeah. the, the worrying thing.
1: But, like, regardless of why he went to that park, he had the right to be in that park, public park. He was just walking around. They don't own the park just because they're having a rally in the park. He should have the right to, to be there without being harassed. Just like any one of us has the same right.
10: Well, good news, men. If um, if you ever have a police record at
2: your house for domestic violence, just say she said men aren't women, and they won't do anything. This is making me want to date.
6: <laughs> Did uh, anyone? Want, s- oh, sorry. Did I see say that?
14: don't want to be untowards pedophiles now? You might <laughs>
6: on
14: what if they have diaper fetishes?
1: You know, this this, this is the intersectionality of oppression. Oh
7: Did anyone God. see that that oh, sorry.
12: About how the diaper fetishists are being oppressed, like...
1: Yeah, what's the time? It's diaper time.
12: Yeah, like, you need to keep <laughs> that... Like, you should be oppressed for that. <laughs> Absolutely, like, you need to be oppressed if you're out here wanting to, like, cum in your shit-filled diapers and you think that that's, like, something that you should be accepted in society. I'm just... Gosh, I don't.
1: Yeah, bring back lying about having a disability if you want to wear your diaper so damn bad. Like I shouldn't know that you're into it. (laughs) If I know you're into it, a boundary has been crossed. Here's just just putting it out there that that just I have no interest. I never want to know. Do not share with this. Day of
16: visibility.
13: Hmm. I was going to say diaper fetish day of visibility.
12: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because, like, we need to know. Diaper
1: diaper fetish day of leaving stains everywhere.
12: I think, like, the only good thing about that would be, like, all the women who were being pushed into these fetishes. Because you know that's another one they're going to dump on some woman. They're going to be like, oh, well, I didn't tell you at the beginning, but I'm really into, like, shitting my pants and Mm some adult diapers. And this, like, really gets me off. And it's going to, like, ruin her fucking life or whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah, maybe if they were, like, having a day of visibility, like, everyone could just, like, fucking see them for what they are and dump them, and then they (laughs) would never date again. And I think that would be kind of beautiful. Because I don't believe any woman is into that. I mean, maybe there is like two, but no.
2: No, there is there is women here who are into submission fetishes.
12: But with a man in a diaper, Jesus Christ! I, everyone's <laughs> story needs to die. <laughs> it,
1: it, should, it should be it should be justification for forcibly committing someone. <laughs> Fifty-one fifty, danger to self, danger to
2: others, gravely disabled, and diaper fetish. Do we think that Dr.
1: Demers has a, has one? Has such a fetish? I never saw any videos of her from the waist down. It would explain
2: why she's in bed so often.
14: She definitely <laughs> has a bed fetish, that's for sure. <laughs> what if everybody has a, valid, a, a validation fetish?
12: Oh, they definitely...
14: All these people- like everybody yeah. likes a little ego boost, right?
1: Yeah, not not people who had hard childhoods, where where the ego boost predicts bad things. It's like, oh, you're you're validating me. This is, this is a sign of terrible things to come. This is the the storm before the calm.
12: I mean, I like an ego boost. Who doesn't? But. I wouldn't say it's a fetish, and it w- and then, like it's like I like uh extreme compliments i don't like people validating like stupid i ident- like gendering me correctly. I would like them to worship me
1: that I also don't think that idea. lacking something you're supposed to like is a fetish
6: <laughs> yeah
1: like if it's normal to like it it's not it's not a fetish i don't think I don't think being attracted to to like another adult. And wanting a family with them, I don't think that's a fetish.
12: Oh no, we're, we're back to.
6: Back. I don't, I don't think know. there's
12: a, a fetish. <laughs> a fetish is when, like, a shitty diaper makes you so insane that you have to fucking make it a part of your life. And, and at that point, this, this is giving really Mad Max
17: water a, fetish vibes.
12: Yeah, should you have a life at that point? I'm not so sure. <laughs> um, I saw
17: I saw a documentary about fetishes and. Some guys like putting their penis into exhaust pipes, and <laughs> another woman in the Daily Mail. That's <laughs> and,
2: another,
17: and another woman recently in the Daily Mail I saw um, has a fetish about seven four seven aircraft, and she <laughs> has a large one in her bedroom that she sits on and fetishes up about and she's got lots of miniatures as well and she goes visiting them you know like the ones that have been decommissioned and she goes on the last existing ones too i think she's german as well i think but i'm not bringing race into it either
7: have you guys
12: heard about the lady who's like married to the eiffel tower
2: no, but I'm, fine, I'm fine
12: with that. Like, that's just a crazy lady who wants to... No, it's the same thing. It's like a object fetish. It's the same thing
11: as the... um, Like, some people have this wire loose that makes them fall in love with objects. Like, not even human form objects, but just objects. And sometimes it's like a very specific object. And other times, you know... It might be, like, a type of object, but in general, like, people who can form some kind of romantic relationship with an object, and this would definitely fit into the the esoteric plus
12: of queerness.
10: I just said let, not let anyone her go in the lick, relationship with let the her Tower, lick the Eiffel way.
12: Tower. Just let her go lick the Eiffel Tower. It's...
13: She- <laughs> I took a human sexuality course, and I uh, r- heard or read about uh, people that are attracted to car crashes or to, to explosions. So they'll they'll make these things happen for for their
16: gratification. There was a movie about that.
17: Yeah, and there was also a um, fire inspector in the US because I listened to a podcast called Case Case File that's amazing. Um, And he basically started all these fires. I don't want to ruin the plot for anybody, but I'm sure you guys aren't going to go listen to case file. But he started all these fires and he clearly got off on it. And yet he was the first to the scene and he'd sort of say, you know, what it was started by, this, that and the other. Well, of course he knew because he bloody started it. I remember that. When was that? It was not that long ago, was
7: it? No, in the last 10 years,
16: yeah. That's not not uncommon for fire department people. It's really not. He was
7: a fire chief in California, wasn't he?
14: Yes,
16: yes.
2: But he was
3: on fire. Man, Freud can't
14: keep getting away with this shit, yo. He got it wrong
2: with the penis envy,
9: didn't he? It's the other way around. These men, they're womb envy, feminine. Stereotype,
1: yeah, they're so jealous. Why, I mean, why, would, why would we be know, envious of something that can be is. like mimicked with a finger?
16: <laughs> okay. Just a finger, come on, or two I mean, I fingers. Know, woman, it depends uh, okay. on how big the woman yeah, is. Well,
1: yeah, you gotta start with <laughs> one, or you might hurt her. Yeah, exactly,
9: oh, god. <laughs> I certainly never ever worked your way up. Many women, I don't know any woman that wants male privilege. Maybe you know, or to not be oppressed as a woman, you know. I'm sure a lot of us have fantasized about that. But having a dirk, you know, come on, Freud. Nah, you got it wrong, mate. (laughs) It's the other way around.
14: Yeah, bro, that's what I'm saying. Freud can't keep getting away with this shit, yo, because he really theorizes that everything is sexualized, like down to the baby sucking on the uh, what is it, pacifier? Like mm-hmm. all of that shit stems from some type food. Of sexual design. Yeah,
12: yeah, but I did not. Yeah, so
3: that. at
1: some point, it's not erotic.
14: It's not I sexual. Not want a right.
12: dick. Like I know I do not want a dick, and I don't think any other women want dicks either, except for. Either. Well, I've got two dicks. I got one
1: one on each forearm, right? Why do they need to move? <laughs> They're just as good. Very
14: true. Uh, right. Simone,
1: do you have your hand up?
14: It looks like. To help uh, yeah. being able to get it up. Yes, yeah, Simone.
4: Yeah. Um. Yeah. With the Freud thing, I don't know if it, someone already said it. I'm trying to do this bloody thing on Antony and Cleopatra at the moment. Um. Yeah. For, I, I don't know if anyone, everyone was aware that um Judith Herman, who wrote Trauma and Recovery, which is you know just like one of the most brilliant texts on on trauma ever, um studied Freud and he actually knew that that women in particular were being sexually abused by their fathers and he was going to expose that and he was. Um, uh, talked out of that and sort of threatened with, you know, a bit of what academic demotion if he published a paper talking about incest. Yeah,
14: he won't be able to go to grad school.
4: Yeah, something, you know, I think it was sort of, you yeah, know, likely. Um, yeah, so that, yeah, I, I, I think that informs a lot of, of this stuff that he actually wrote bullshit as well because he was told that he wasn't allowed to tell the truth.
2: I think it's important, yeah. We have another Dr. Demure here. Another oh Dr. Who? Where? Where?
16: No, I'm just saying uh, the person that is
13: uh, cautioning the other person not to publish or else they'll get demoted, that, that sounds a lot like Dr. Demure. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Um, if, you, if you run into oh, any other yeah. like that, please always send them to me. I found Dr. Demers because somebody tagged me in her um, comments. Although when I looked back in her video, she had already responded to me, and I just didn't, hadn't seen it. She'd stitched me, and and she was like, "I'm a professor, and I'm, I've got a PhD." She's just wrong. She's just wrong. <laughs> she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's wrong. She's so
16: <laughs> aggravating. I, I hate that. Feel like it was like not. days because earlier, and I told missed to and I hate it.
9: Very obnoxious woman. She's hard to listen to. Uh, I'm just so glad I don't know anyone like that in my life. Like I just <laughs>
6: oh,
12: could
1: you imagine? I feel like I could love her into being better. Could you imagine having to deal with her oh, like every that day?
12: Would be terrible. I
1: can't <laughs> I'm not it's saying better. I would want to do that. I just yeah. feel like I could. I feel like I feel like my touch is that powerful.
12: Well, yeah, but then you know. You'd have to do something evil afterwards. Like, you'd have to fuck with her. Because well, I mean, it wouldn't be free.
1: <laughs>
10: Someone brought up Judge Judy earlier, and it makes me think that she has a quote where she says, don't try and teach a pig to sing. It doesn't work, and it annoys the pig. And that's what just came to mind. Who
2: said that? Well, she didn't seem like she
1: enjoyed Judge it. Judy.
12: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I guess oh, yeah. that makes me the pigeon. Is she involved with that Boston <laughs> Children's Hospital shit?
17: Obviously not, because no one's said anything. Can I I just want to interject, if I may. I've just posted a YouTube link to a quite an interesting documentary, a British a documentary from 2012, about men who like dressing up. They call it 15 Stone Babies. In um, diapers and and stuff, and it. I, I remember seeing it at the time, and it's fascinating. And I've just posted it in our in the comments to this space. Oh, an ex. Can you tell me? I've never heard of Doctor Demers before. And um, oh, <laughs> can 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 you just You're tell me? in a nutshell who
1: this person is. Yeah. Well, as she's she is loath to tell you, she has a PhD in developmental psychology and she's uh works at Boston University uh as a professor and she's she's was on TikTok like making all these videos where she was and restitching not just me but like a bunch of other women um including some pretty young women, one of whom appears to have been an undergraduate and just being like like I'm a professor, I've got a PhD, and you're wrong, and you're bad, and you're stupid, and, you know, like,
16: And threatening. I'm gonna go
1: after you, I'm gonna make sure yeah. you never get into graduate school, because you hate trans people, you turf, stupid turf, brah. And so, like, I just kind of got in an argument with her a few days ago, I was, like, I was like, so, okay, you say that gender develops at age three, or in preschool, so, does that mean that, that if a child has a developmental delay, will that, like, delay the development of the gender? And she, it just broke her brain. It broke her fucking brain, and she was just like, lost her mind. And we went back and forth, and I made like a 26-minute video, like, roundup of our interactions. It's called Okay Corral. And then no, I found I'm this gonna, other video where she its hysterical. Or...
17: It's so funny. Hey,
1: she decided brilliant. to pick Thank a fight you. with me over what aphasia
17: was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I wa- yeah, watch, yeah, I watched it because it's now quarter five in Sydney, so I watched it tonight. But, but I, but I posted,
1: I reposted uh, one of her videos responding to this other person who, uh, like I said, appears to be an undergraduate, and she was just like, like if if you ever like try to go to graduate school, I'm going to make sure that you never get into any graduate school, never get a job in science huh? if I have anything to do about it, because I go to this prestigious school. And so I reposted that, and that just went hell viral. It's despicable. Because it turns out like Ooh. she's an assistant. She's she's basically the assistant to the manager version, but, like, the academia version.
15: God, <laughs> she's she Yeah, she, sounds
1: she is. Famous. Half her videos are about dabs and shit. Really? But she also made videos <laughs> where she was like, no autistic people should ever go to see you because you're bad. You're a bad, dangerous person. You should You're danger your clients. And I was like, Lindsay, would you take this down? And she's like, I will if you stop posting about trans people. I'm like,
6: <laughs> fuck autistic people,
1: I So, wait, people, X, I,
14: I have a question. <laughs> Because again, I've been watching content and I'm not sure if I fully understand. Are you D trans?
1: Um, there, there's some controversy there. I, um, I did identify as trans for several years and I did have a medical intervention, but it was not testosterone or surgery. And then later I stopped being that. So some people call me a desister. Uh, I identified myself as a detransitioner mostly because I didn't know the word desister. But I still feel like I'm technically a detransitioner. But yes, to answer your question, yes
14: it's very interesting i'm I'm borderline you feel like you have a lot of masculine energy even as a woman
1: yeah yeah I, and I, I feel like i get told that a lot by commenters but i don't know how how legit it is i think if you if you meet me in person they're like from the neck down i'm not masculine at
14: all <laughs> i'm extremely well happy. i'm not even talking about like physical looks but just you know energy wise you know what i'm saying they say masculine energy is from point a to b in a straight line right well feminine energy is also from point a to b but it's more of like a circular motion where like you never know when they're gonna get there but they're gonna get there you know
1: oh yeah i'm I'm definitely i'm like butchip center personality wise
14: right, right. Go, i mean you have a yeah. lot of logical arguments and stuff you know so your ability to kind of like um navigate that's what makes me masculine it's more just like the
1: the willingness to push the logic like the socially of course would be the masculine but i think both male and female masculine and feminine are are equally logical it's about socially whether you're willing to push it or whether you're willing to go in a roundabout way to avoid
14: social conflict and exactly exactly yeah
12: we're definitely as logical as y'all
14: Y'all just don't exercise it in the way that we do, though, because, like, we... I'm ready to fight. It's weird. I'm always ready to fight. We'd we'd be like, all right, well, we all need money, you know what I'm saying? As men, like, this is what men are thinking. Or maybe not just generalizing, but me, I look at, like, makeup, for example, right? Just on the most basic spectrum, I'm like, yo, that shit costs money. And if your beauty externally is tied to money, then that's going to kind of leave you in a perpetual state one way or another. You know what I'm saying? But that's just us logically thinking of it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure how the women who, like, you know, are into the beauty world, they're thinking about it how you said, X, where it's like, yeah, y'all are willing to go the roundabout way in order to achieve that goal as opposed to, like... Working hard and being an upstanding citizen. It's like, yeah, well, shit, if I can just throw on makeup and receive things, no, why would God, I God, do that?
1: I definitely don't receive things and for clothes. wearing makeup. I do wear makeup in videos. I don't generally wear makeup in most, my day to day life. Most
12: women are not wearing makeup to go get some fucking guy to sit in his like mansion or whatever. That's just not what happened. Like, that was the most retarded thing I ever heard <laughs> in, this, in this space. I'm sorry. Like,
14: So what are they wearing it for then?
4: It's because, called socialization. It's socialized. called socialization. Are, look are, look are, it up. Are,
14: I, no, I get it. But that's worth. why I was making the distinction between masculine and feminine energy because if that's the case...
12: No, 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 no. Listen. <laughs> we are told That we, like, have to look a certain way from very, very young. And it bakes in. It's, like, ironed into us. It fucks with our brains. And that has a lot to do with it. It's not all, like, just this manipulation thing. And it's certainly not, like, just to go get some fucking guy so that we can sit on our fucking asses
14: and, like... But that is a part of it. Um, For a few people, sure. Not Um, a few. Not a few. We gotta be honest. You know, like, that is a big part of women's life as far as, you know, maintaining a level of beauty and appearance that allows them to move forward in this world.
1: Does someone else want to co-host so that I can bring up another speaker who requested?
12: Yeah. Don't sure. we
14: have, like, ten minutes left in this space? <laughs> Make sure. I don't know. I didn't know they were timed. Oh my God. They're not. It's just it Just because my
1: birthday is ending. I have no the idea. Space no. has ten.
14: I'm I'm looking at this tweet on the jumbotron and it says this space ends at 1 a.m. So I'm like, uh... but I mean, I'll co-host. Fuck
12: no,
16: okay. no, no! <laughs> <laughs> Damn!
14: Come no on, way. guys! Come on!
12: No, make a woman. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> what's your birthday?
14: I I as a woman now. So what's your? <laughs> I would do it.
2: I've
1: basically my been co-hosting for like the whole oh space, God. though. Oh <laughs> okay, oh I really won't want this space to end this way. <laughs>
4: <gasps> I gotta go. Happy birthday and great talking with you. And enjoy yeah, you the too. rest of your time. Bye. Love from Australia.
2: Yay! Good
6: night,
2: nice Bye. Okay, what were we fighting about? Jojo, did you, you want to weigh in on masculine and feminine
1: energy? Yeah,
14: the difference. There that, is was, difference.
1: that was like that, that meme of like, what's that opinion that would have you like this where all the swords are pointing at you?
9: I actually wanted to go in a different direction than that. Sure.
2: Different.
1: Good um, idea.
9: <laughs> Just think about, um, I don't know much about it, but I read something that I thought was really concerning. Was um, It was talking about... Um, uh you know like old age, like when they have dementia and stuff like they've transitioned that apparently they you know there are some people that like you know with the dementia and stuff it, they can have a kind of a freak out like what am I doing with these tits and what am I you yep. know like what's going on sort of does anyone know more about
14: that but like, i just yeah that's definitely
1: that a thing that's been documented so
14: concerning how I how think that's where the suicide comes from is dementia well, more so like you made a permanent decision without uh fully appreciating the circumstances of your life i guess i don't know that's just a
6: theory
9: i mean i'm talking about you know they, they fully forget that they've transitioned and it's like you know like i have these breasts like what are these breasts here and you know what i mean like that like the dementia takes them out of that it takes you know it's it separates them from that trans identity. They forget that they've got that identity. And I just thought that must be so horrific to be, you know, to look down at your body and wonder what the fuck's happened to it. Like, I think that's I think that's an area that's really sort of not looked at, you know, that I think is really, really concerning how, you know, it's very horrific to even think of.
16: It's kind of a new racism. thing, right? Because Because the people that were getting breast augmentations that were men, they're, they're just getting to the age of dementia now. This is like a twenty. It's like twenty years ago that the trans movement started really happening, at the most. So
1: 20, 30 years ago, you said.
16: Yeah, I mean it's 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 not like it's 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 not like he's had a lot of time to document it. So these yeah, are, these everyone's just kind
1: of hoping it's like, like the lack of cultural memory is a result of the fact that it's very new, right. but people act like it, it's a sign that, that, that it's not going to be a problem because it's never been a problem before. It's like, because it's not been a thing before. Exactly. It's,
6: yeah.
1: But yeah, they um, you, you would think that if, if there's, some of them say like that, that trans people are like that because they have a brain map that includes breasts when they're a man and so they they, like their brain wants there to be breasts there so they have like phantom lack of breast pain so you'd think that if that was true then the presence of breasts wouldn't surprise them wow
16: that's a good point
6: or vice
9: versa oh i just want to say goodbye to everyone my food's ready at the groceries i'm gonna go pick it up and um I'll, I'll see if you're all here when I come back, actually. I'll only be that 20 minutes. You might still be here. You're, you
2: probably will be, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, we'll see.
14: There. <laughs> Isn't time such an amazing concept? JoJo says she's going to go pick up groceries. It's freaking <laughs> 3 a.m. In, New- it's it's in Atlanta right now. It's, I'm like, to, it's tomorrow plus five where they're at, bro. It's yeah, still my
16: birthday. It'll take
9: me 15 minutes to do it. You'll be up, pick them up, and go. All packed for me.
7: I love
14: technology, yeah. Straight ahead. A straight day. Just
7: after 10 to 4 in the afternoon here in Australia.
14: 10 in the afternoon in
7: Australia? <laughs> no, no, no. 10 to 4. No, 10 to oh. 5. 10 to 5. Tomorrow. In eve, like, yeah. That's
6: 10 crazy. to 5. It's,
7: it's in
14: it's, PM. Yeah. So
1: 420 is wrapping up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
7: 453.
1: 453.
14: Australians are really living in the future.
9: Us <laughs> Kiwis, even more so, mate.
1: Do you do you consider Australia a country or a continent or
16: an island? All, all of the above.
1: All of the above. <laughs> okay, and how do you feel about kangaroos? Do you, they are, are they delicious? Shit. We they right. are mean it's as shit. Cool. Do they deserve to be eaten?
16: No, I don't. That ain't, that ain't my business.
17: Do you think ancient
1: humans bred them to like be the closest thing to cannibalism without without being
14: a taboo? You know, I know exactly where X is coming from. (laughs) I don't know if it's an Aries thing, but I—it's so delicious. I've never all had the dangerous animals that threaten human life i want to eat them as like revenge <laughs> so like alligator i love alligator meat i, I tried alligator one you time and it wasn't great yeah. but maybe
1: it was just that particular alligator
12: see i want them to eat all of us as a, like that's like kind of my thing i want us all to get eaten by like the alligator it would be so funny
13: i want to try some kangaroo sausages i hear those are delicious
1: I'm it's it's I the know. perfect
16: meat. It's got Bro, the perfect Have you ever texture. tried shark? No, I've not yeah. tried shark. No, it's not uncommon, though.
10: Shark's like, like, it's like any, you know, when you go to, do you
2: have fish and chip shops? <laughs> you go to
14: fish yeah, and got chip shops, usually shark. shark. I mean, yeah, like. no, shark is nice. I just, again, it's it's <laughs> the ego boost knowing how many humans sharks have killed. I'm like, yes, this this is for my ancestors. I gotta eat them. <laughs> the fallen soldiers.
16: My family has been at war with the shark people. He's on a mission. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel that way about sea lions growing up in California. They are
16: mean bastards. I've seen. them. They seen are. <laughs> People think they're cute, and because they're like pack, they they're in a pack, and they're so funny. no, they're bite you. like
14: cute sea dogs. The,
1: yeah, no, they're 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 the dogs of the sea. It's like it's, you just have the advantage that they can't catch you. No, I've seen.
16: i with the penguins. Man, they're so they're so fucking aggressive.
1: Penguins are assholes too.
14: Really? It's crazy. How we look <laughs> at a lot of animals as cute as hell, but they're actually very mean. <laughs>
1: I've heard some stories
14: thinking. about penguins. I've never heard about Even if we bred them. I just shit, don't trust birds. I've heard birds. stories about dolphins, bro. Dolphins be
16: raping. Dolph- dolphins are, raping are
14: assholes. You. And, I, and I, don't, I, I don't trust birds or people who prefer birds. Sorry, sorry. I don't trust comments. any animal that has sex for pleasure, and apparently, there's only three of those, which is dolphins, <laughs> monkeys, and us. <laughs> <laughs> and all those animals happen to be assholes. Monkeys is throwing poop at you. Dolphins is <clears throat> raping you. Humans are assholes. Like I
6: don't trust. Uh, have you also never dolphins?
1: forget that that hippos are land dolphins. Damn. So if you think hippos are assholes, you have to extend that to dolphins.
13: I heard the dolphins get, like, a fugu and then, like, pass it around like we would a joint. Ever heard of that? What's a fugu? Oh, the pufferfish?
6: Yeah, get blowfish. Pawing?
13: Oh.
14: Yeah, they yeah. Yo, videos. I, well, I don't know do if that. it was some animals. Seth MacFarlane show. Like, the blowfish is die. the most
1: popular at parties, though. He always, he always brings the baggie.
14: <laughs> he always brings the blow.
16: <laughs> lots of animals. Lots that's of like, animals like too long. It's like some
7: dogs in Australia lick cane toads to get high. Yeah. <laughs> Those <Goats> like <laughs>
1: mushrooms. Goats will like, climb all the way up to like really uh, inconvenient that's places like, to get their mushroom.
14: I gotta try licking a toad one day, y'all. I, got, I gotta I <laughs> gotta test out that validity of
1: that's clan. what the that's what the fairy tale's about. That's why they re- they really want you to kiss frogs. Is is, is the the grim grim's fairy tales want you to trip balls?
14: Kiss a frog so I can turn into a frog? Hell no! I'm not.
1: <laughs> no, so you can you can you can see things, see the frog turn into a, pr- a prince right in front of you.
14: That's and literally why God. Shrek Three was hilarious, y'all. <laughs>
16: <laughs> this conversation is turning into Joe Rogan.
14: <laughs> oh hell yeah we, we have yeah, I to take to a, a someone lighthearted someone send it to him turn, so I can bro. finally get on we definitely have to take a lighthearted turn a I wish he
7: I wish he'd put you on as a guest ex it would be so good how does one get on Joe Rogan
1: you have to sure, email so. him yourself which I have and he didn't instantly invite me on so I gave up maybe if you send him that video of Dr. Demurs, maybe I'm hoping that on. it goes viral enough that, that, that I get some interview. Interviews from it.
14: Joe Rogan. That's hysterical, first especially X
1: if I can get her like D D assistant to the regional manager.
14: Joe Rogan's first question to X is going to be like, "So when was the last time you've all been on a psychedelic trip?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's 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 too easy. It's I I it was I was a raver before I was a turf. The raver to turf pipeline is real.
14: Yo, that's so crazy.
6: So true. <laughs>
14: Once you see those flashing lights, you're like, man, I know the truth.
1: Yeah, but once you see your friends have a bad trip, you're like, man,
14: some people should not be trusted. Yeah, that truth is depressing. I actually yeah. wanted to say for a long time, I, I fr- we, that was the fetish part of the conversation. But somebody said there was some dude sticking his meat into pipes. Or something like that. And I was like, hey, man, one thing I could tell you as a an adult male human
8: <laughs> is that <laughs> Don't
14: say uh, it. The, the average male fetish. Now, I'm going to say it, bro, because women <laughs> of the world need to know. It's getting said. <laughs> I feel like the average male fetish is Christ, coming. You know. but the I feel? male fetish is inside <laughs> something as opposed to outside, if you know what I mean. So, like, we prefer to come in the fishbowl rather than outside the fishbowl.
16: Um, okay. Let yeah, on I, I, Okay. I think I know what you mean.
14: And I do I, I am, am lost Let's go back to see. talking about how
1: delicious kangaroos are.
16: <laughs> You're saying people Wait, would, people they would
12: they rather be... What do they want you to come in their fishbowl because they don't want to have <laughs>
3: <with Target>
14: So then, I'll just come on the TV screen. Is,
12: is?
1: Which one is masculine energy, though?
14: None, none of it. None of it. Coming inside <laughs> something. Inside something is definitely masculine energy. Because you gotta think about it. The vagina is a canal. No.
1: Did you just assume my gender? <laughs>
14: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I mean, if if we're to assume that the vagina is something that you come inside. Then you'll see exactly what I mean by like, yeah, men prefer to come inside something than outside.
15: Well, that's just nature. That's just nature. That's just you know copulation. I,
14: I, that's just you know, pro- read right. So that goes back to the guy with the pipe thing. It's, not, it's like,
15: not a <laughs> fetish. It's not a fetish. It's yeah, that's,
16: I, that's nature. Yeah. The the pipe the pipe thing was there was a guy that. He used to hump his car like I, I, I saw this <laughs> Jesus. He
14: was coming inside the gas exhaust.
16: He was coming on the damn stick shift. He just would rub his junk all over anywhere on the car because <laughs> he loved the car. I watched this. Doc- I watched this. I, I, it wasn't even a documentary. It was like a twenty-minute thing. But did did he identify as a transmission?
6: He married the car. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> 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 he was certainly that's for sure. This this course. was like
16: 15 years ago, and it was like these people can't be serious. And we all we all we all knew it was some type of mental thing then. And look at where we was are. Was this now. on TLC? No, it, I think it was it was MTV adjacent, I believe. <laughs> but but hey, sick
15: yeah, can I ask you a question? This is kind of serious, but uh, but I, I this sure. is but since fetishes come up, this is something. Uh, this is feather duster, by the way, called... is serious. Fetishes yeah, this is came serious. Out, It's serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's serious. Well, <laughs> it I because I'm th- you know because I'm thinking you know okay this this whole that we're living through has you know we want it to come to an end. We don't want to live in a world full of fetishes. Fetishes that are expressing and destroying. You know, because a lot of them have destructive fetishes. Um, mm-hmm.
6: Mansicide. So, okay.
15: <laughs> what? Uh, menicide? Is that, did, yeah, is. Did <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I, I gotta. I don't agree with that. I, I definitely have <laughs> use use for some more. The you felt the need but, to say.
1: No, I don't. I don't support menicide.
15: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, uh, you're so knowledgeable about this. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a senior citizen, but I and I have some little background, but you are so much more knowledgeable, and I. I can't figure this one out. What it, What is it that happens to a person that develops a really deviant fetish? And do you think that there is a way out? Do you think there is a, you can turn that off or condition I, I that, someone out of it or just got to lock them up? Um, I,
1: I think that if, if it's a, a true fetish, um, it's defined by by you not being able to condition them out of it because something internal to them is conditioning them towards it, and you don't know what that is, and that may stay or may go, and it may respond to a medication or it may not.
15: If that individual, say, could want to uh, stop their fetish, like first, you know, if they recognize that it is destroying their life, or, or I don't know if um, on their could just, decide, just the
1: act of wanting it, if, if if wanting it is enough, then it's not a true fetish. I, I do believe that the, that that it's something where it's the, the the I you can't boogie board a tidal wave like it's just too big, like it's too <laughs> it's too the the the, the, the reinforcement of, of crossing a boundary and engaging in... in it's it's kind of like OCD. It's like it's it's just it's just too big. It's actually that reinforcing on a neurochemical level. Like you have to understand that the, no matter how much a person might want to, like it's it's if it if it's like a, a true pathological fetish, it's way too big for them and they need they need help, and they may not be in a mental place where they can want help. Predicts. And it may just randomly go away. It's hard to predict because mm. some, sometimes people can be very, very mentally ill, and then it can just get better after six months. <sighs> so, wow. so, so the severity at this moment doesn't pre- necessarily predict where they'll be in a year.
15: Is there yeah. any study into what causes, say, I mean, we can sort of, I don't know if we can guess this, but like with the, the diaper fetish, is would it? Would, is it generally believed for any reason that a person uh started going off the rails mentally when they were in diapers or something like that? Or it's,
1: I don't think or, it's connected to uh, that. I think it's it's it, it might they might be otherwise typical and then then it just hits them. I would assume it's something wonky in the dopamine circuitry.
15: Ah, uh, so something because, completely because they're, in they're, their those chemistry. are
1: the reward pathways. Mm. Where, where just the, the act of crossing the boundary is so, so beneficial to them that, that their brain will, will warp itself into all sorts of delusional thinking in order to get the organism to engage in the behavior that feels that good. And it's, it's not even
15: a moral thing at that point.
1: Like they're, 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 they've, they've lost, they've lost control.
15: And it originates out of something equally uncontrollable. So it, it's a, yeah. And it, it might be in their even biology. something like,
1: like a tumor. Oh, it's that, just spitting spinning dopamine in a particular area that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. It, it could be something. And there've been cases of that too, where, where, where people engage in very pathological behavior. Like there was a famous one where, where I think a guy went up into a bell tower and he was, he tried to tell people like, I'm going to go shoot people from the bell tower. You guys have to stop me. And like people didn't take him seriously. And then he did. And then it turned out he had a brain tumor there. Wow, And so it's just like, but then there's also just people just, we just don't know, like why, whether, whether they have genetic factors predisposing them to it. Um, But, but something puts them in that state. Drug use might put them in that state. some kind of parasite might put them in that state. There's, there's, they could just be a lot of, something happens though, that where it hijacks normal reward processing that we all need to function correctly. Um,
17: or genetics? Genet- genetics? I guess because um, there's a bit of a controversial thing in the UK at the moment, and um, there's a guy, there's a present, presenter who's very famous in the UK called Philip Schofield. He is on morning TV, so he's as famous in the UK as like Tucker Carlson is in America. But you know, and I know Tucker's a, a news reader, but but Philip Schofield's very, very sort of like the uh, british opera if you like um he it is alleged um groomed it is alleged i keep saying that cuz i don't want to be you know <laughs> super defamation um he groomed a young runner at the tv station um who he met on online when he was 13 the lad and then philip got him the job at um itv in the uk and uh allegedly conducted a sexual relationship with him age and philip schofield was about 50 at the time the young lad obviously was between 13 and i guess 19 potentially when the alleged relationship occurred or or rather do you know what i mean It, it it kind of went from messages i think to physical anyway the weird thing is is that um that's all clearly denied and not mentioned by Philip Schofield, obviously, and he's still presenting on UK TV. But his brother, um, today, or yesterday, sorry, was charged and <clears throat> he was, is, is be sentenced soon, sorry, a jury found him guilty, of um sex acts with a minor. And these are brothers, they aren't twins, and both of them obviously like young lads this other lad was 14 15 when his brother but his brother had the relationship with him or rather sexual acts not relationship and so you know you've got to wonder where that came from like did it was is it genetic i mean this seems so weird and philip scofield came out as gay three years ago after being married to a woman for 25 28 years had two two girls his brother just came I out as gay recently, so it's just bonkers.
2: So the point is, is it genetic? I think for for some people,
1: definitely. But it's 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 a range of things. Like I think for some people, it's genetic. For some thing, people, it's injury. So there's you know if 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 you have a brain injury, that might that might. Um, damage areas that were producing some this or that hormone that was keeping you in balance and without it your alignment is just off and you you just skew in that direction naturally because you don't have the brakes anymore and you don't have the judgment and i think sometimes it's people can skew themselves in that direction through drug use
11: um
1: yeah and
17: yeah ptsp i think it's a big one isn't it just thinking about it because after covid you know i had a bit of a wobble um you know and i have nightmares about what
16: your phone, your phone during COVID
17: out. in Australia. And i not been not able to move more than five kilometres from your house. I've not to go see flashbacks and horrible things happen. Not that I'm saying I'm going to turn into a, you know, a sort of trans or paedophile or whatever. But what I'm saying is PTSD is a real thing.
1: Yeah, and, and it can cause very, very... Impulsive, or 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 out of character, or, or behavior that's very hard to explain.
16: What about, you know, I'm, I'm, what about childhood yeah. trauma? Do you think there's two there's two older men you just mentioned, Digby, were maybe on victims of childhood trauma, and that's why they they skew towards yeah, the direction they're going.
2: Yeah, childhood
17: trauma damages. Yeah. you. yeah. I mean, it's just weird how they both came out in the sort of 40s and 50s as gay, they both have a predilection for young men. Like, you know.
16: I, I, I personally, I, I, I really think it's childhood type. Something happened when they were younger. And it, I don't like to make, I don't want to make assumptions. I don't want to damage, I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I just,
14: it's, it's very weird. That's I'll say, I'll say it, I'll say it for you, stage, man. There is think, no wrong thing.
15: I I think sometimes people do pass on things that happen to them. I think that's kind of you know sort of proven in a lot of situations. But there's a guy that I follow on here. Some of you probably do here. Uh, uh, Dr. John Euler. I don't. Maybe he's not a doctor, but John Euler, who works with uh, sex uh, deviants in prison, and did for many many years. And he contends that. He has found out from his very intense and many years of work with these guys that it is a fallacy that they've all been abused first. You know that they they are so slick with their lying and scheming that they discovered that people felt sorry for you know. when, when it was started started to come out in the world that there were pedophiles and you know, there's more reportings of these crimes. Uh, pedophiles got hip to the fact that people believed that. If you had been molested when you were a child, they felt a little more sorry for you for doing it to another child, to a child yourself. And he says that is, it's bullshit. He said they've taught him, but that, that is definitely bullshit. So I think it's both. I think both can happen. I, I,
16: I understand what you're saying.
15: Certainly not always. Yeah. Most people who are abused don't go. On. In fact, Koehler actually makes that contention that most people that are uh, abused would never abuse again, and should, I think probably at least half the people in this room right now, if not more, have been abused and know that they didn't—they didn't grow up to be abusers. <laughs> you know, um, a lot. You know, it can be a lot
16: of things. It's really weird that two people from the same family, like Davy said, in their fifties, then they came out. At least one was married.
14: And both had a predilection for younger gentlemen.
16: It's...
15: Children.
14: Yeah. That reminds me of the Matrix story where like... I
16: was, I was thinking the same thing, bro. Yeah. I was thinking the like same both thing. Of the Wachowskis brothers that did that weird Matrix shit. The
14: ladies now? That's kind of crazy.
16: <laughs> they, hit, they retrofitted the whole movie. The whole movie is now an allegory for trans. because right. because, because they decided they were women halfway through filming the second one it's funny I, think, I was just
13: thinking the same thing and um i think it's funny because the allegory doesn't make sense as such so do you want to stay in the matrix or do you want to leave because it's no, only in the, the matrix that you can have
16: your your whole uh illusion the whole argument was the red pill <laughs> yeah the exactly ar- but the whole argument was the red pill is what people took
14: from. Um, in order to break out of the matrix.
16: No, no, but I mean, what, 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 what guys took for—I can't think of the name of the medicine to for um, estrogen Hormones? No, it was uh, it was testosterone. For it was allegory for
6: estrogen.
16: The red pill was an allegory for estrogen, and that what they took. Yeah, the red pill is what breaks them out. The blue pill. Yes, and head. that's that's an <coughs> argument that I've seen so many times.
14: Oh, you're saying the TRAs consider the red
16: yes. pill. Okay. And, wow, and, that's, and uh, they're saying that that's what the Wachowskis have said. You need to block Cindy. Thank you.
6: Yeah, no,
14: that's, that's an interesting way for them to rationalize.
16: But their whole story is really wild. I mean, because it's kind of derailing what we were talking about. But if you, if you know about them, they were, they were with a porn star and they were going to S&M clubs. And then they got into S&M. And then all of a sudden, one of them decided to be a dom and decided to present as female. There was an article I had read like two years ago about this, and it was just. I'm
1: going to have to, to close this space in a couple minutes. I mean, you need to go to bed because it's uh, after midnight here. Well, happy birthday. Thank you.
14: Yes, ma'am. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys providing. all so much for
1: coming. I had a great time. This was a perfect birthday <laughs> I'm start to finish.
6: <laughs> this from, from this Dr. Demmer is going viral. Yes
1: going to the gym, to having a delicious dinner, to spend a few hours in space, making fun of Dr. Demers. <laughs>
14: <laughs> so wait, did your birthday just start or is it ending? It though? just ended.
9: Um. I would like to explain one thing. I have a PhD. I'm an expert. So therefore, no one, <laughs> one can disagree with me. Exculentic, it is a delight to listen to you and watch everything that you write and you do. If anyone wants to open a space up, please let us know so we can follow you and continue this conversation. Oh yeah, who wants
1: to open a follow-up space? This group seems like you guys want to keep chatting. Wonderful. wonderful darn time interview. zones. No, I'm on X. <laughs> oh, you'll have to come to the next one.
13: I wish you success with that Dr. Demir thing. She she needs to be exposed. That that it's not right.
14: What's happening?
1: It's at three hundred fifty thousand views now, and climbing.
14: We're all looking forward to the follow up.
1: I know. I'm gonna make a whole follow up like of, of like, and then it's probably not even gonna be the last follow up because I still need to like file the complaint. But I wanna I wanna document the saga thus far.
13: <laughs> Let us know when you hear back from Joe Rogan.
1: i hope i do it was just so uh, people were like like tagging tucker carlson the fox and Glitter. just everybody everyone got tagged in this this shit it was hysterical and she's like you're just giving me free advertising (laughs) and then private's everything
14: (laughs) 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 it's amazing they'll always collapse on their own fallacies
15: well, from the first time I ever saw you, Ex-Lantic, in draped in one of your very beautiful, sparkly scarves, with some kind of uh, Persian screen behind you, and mm. you were so serious, and then you had such hysterical quips and criticisms <laughs> that I was rolling on the floor laughing, and uh, you have been entertaining and educating me so much ever since, <laughs> Uh, it's a pleasure to, to know you and I wish you a happy, happy birthday.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate all the love. Uh, <laughs> and then I hope that that it's like people are pushing Squid the co-host to open the space. Yeah. Surprisingly.
15: <laughs> I mean, okay, well, good night, X. Looking
1: forward to seeing you guys all next time.
14: Have a great one. Nice. Good night. Bye. Happy good birthday. Night.
1: Birthday. Thank Thank birthday. Thank
14: you. Thank you. And everybody, I'm going to open up a space, so if you know me, I'm Squid, and uh, yeah, join that right now. All right.
6: All
14: right. Bye.